close encounters of the third kind. Actual contact. To me, it looked like a leprechaun to me. All I gotta do is look up in the tree. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? yeah! The Sasquatch was approximately 8 to 10 feet tall. It looked very human-like, but it definitely wasn't a human. After seven years of research, I am more convinced than ever that the creature known as Nessie is a real, living animal. Others find it hard to believe and have come up with their own theories and explanations. Could be a crackhead that got hold to the wrong stuff. Welcome to Mysteriousnesses, episode 34, and the first time that we are going live... Yes. I, I hear that we already have a bunch of people listening. Yes. So I, I'm glad. Welcome. Welcome to the show. This is our first live one on Twitch. I'm really glad that you guys are embracing this whole live stream thing. Because honestly, it's, it's making it more, it's making podcasting more fun, honestly. You know, because oh, yeah. we still get to put out the regular podcasts for like the, the old timers, like me. Close encounters. Oops. I still keep getting this wrong. Time. And that's the fun part about doing live. Woo. I keep getting that part wrong where it just plays again. Yeah, yeah. Over and over. But yeah, so there's old timers like me that want to listen to a podcast in their little headphones while they mow the lawn and putter around the house. And But no, like new people that like podcasts, they want to see us. You right. Know? Yeah. They want to see us. They want to see this weird Hello. room that we're in. So I'm glad to be here. We have a great show. Our feature segment is Mediumship. And we have uh, Celestial Rain coming in, and she's going to be uh, telling us about uh, being a professional medium. Yeah, it's, I'm it, so this excited. should be great. I'm really looking forward this to it. This should be it. good. I'm kind of scared, though. I'm kind of scared, you know, because, you know, there's, there's ghosts in the house, and uh, I don't know. We'll get to that later. Mm. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Right now, uh, I want to start off with some science news. They just found some uh, cool pyramids. Pyramids? Pyramids in. Uh, the, the, you, you gave me this article, Q. Yeah. Um, is, uh, I'm not seeing anything discovered. on my screen. Oh, sorry. He's going to need you to Chromecast it on over here, John. He was being real particular about uh, having a screen. Sorry, buddy. I'm, I'm not going to... I like to read with you. All right. Uh, pyramids discovered underwater off coast of Cuba might be Atlantis. This is uh, the number one... This is the first thing everybody says as soon as they find some underwater ruins. It's always like, Atlantis. Yeah. It's got to be Atlantis. Why, why wouldn't would, it be? But why would it not be Atlantis? Exactly. <laughs> We've been looking for it forever. Don't get mad at people for being hopeful. I hope that it turns into like this. It's like the suburbs of Atlantis. It's like the ghetto of Atlantis. And for this whatever is just reason, the, this is the bad neighborhood. Yeah. Like, man, this society. Sucks. This is like the jail for all the bad people that lived in Atlantis. So they're all just shoved down here in, next to Cuba. <laughs> in Atlantis. <laughs> well, I don't know. Cuba's pretty awesome. I so. mean, there is a strip club on 66th Street called Atlantis. So maybe. There's a connection there. Ah. It's right across the street from Cuba's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the remains of what may, may be a 6,000-year-old city immersed in deep waters off the west coast of Cuba was discovered by a team of Canadian and Cuban researchers. It's a All unique right. mix of uh, nationalities working together. They're cutting to... the U.S. out. They're like, you know what? Forget it. We're not bringing these guys on the trip. Uh, offshore engineer Paulina Zelitsky and her husband Paul Weinswig and her son... And her son, Ernesto, why does her son have a different name? <laughs> why do they all have different names if they're one family? Anyway, and Ernesto Tampanez, no, Tampanez? Tapanes. Uh They use sophisticated sonar and video videotape devices to find some kind of megaliths you'd find on Stonehenge or Easter Island. 
uh, Wesneg said in an interview. Some structures within the complex may be as long as 400 meters wide and as high as 40 meters, he said. I'm just curious, do, do you really need sophisticated uh sonar devices to find structures on Easter Island because they're pretty much yeah, they're yeah, no, you can see them with your eyes yeah. these yeah. are big yeah. 40, 40 meters high I don't know I think you just need a regular fish finder for that right yeah I mean I would assume you could um, but who knows? I don't know. So it says some of these are sitting on top of each other. They show very distinct shapes and symmetrical designs of a non-natural kind. We've shown them to scientists in Cuba, the U.S., and elsewhere, and nobody has suggested they are natural. Moreover, and... Well, they didn't ask me, so... Nobody asked me. Moreover, an anthropologist affiliated with the Cuban Academy of Sciences has said that the still photos were taken from the videotape clearly shows symbols and inscriptions. Uh, Mr. Weinswig said it is not yet known what language the inscriptions are written. So let's take a look at these pictures real quick. Is this the this is the sunken city? It, they do look like pyramids from like Chichen Itza in Mexico, and they're they're very stepped. They yeah. have like the steps going up the sides. Well, I mean the the Americas are known for pyramids. Even in North America, they built like earth pyramids, right? Oh yeah, instead of stone mm -hmm. pyramids. Yeah, so. I don't know. I feel like the whole Atlantis thing, that's just like, uh, that's just kind of what, what you say when you find a lost civilization because I think there's tons of lost civilizations left over from the last ice age, you know? Sure. Right. And or who knows where the, the sea level was at that point when right, this was right. built? Like every culture has their flood story. Of, so, yeah, absolutely. So there most likely was a flood. As soon as the, the ice caps mount, uh, melted from the ice age, then all of these, all the best cities were probably in the most tropical climates where the sea level rose the most. Yeah, these guys are just communists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty commie Atlanteans. These commie Atlanteans. They're screwing everything up for everybody. Uh, let's see. Mr. Weinswig said it's too early to draw firm conclusions from the evidence collected. Uh, the research team plans another foray to the site off the... Ooh, I'm not even going to try that. Juana Achabibes. All right. Nice. Spanish is strong over here. Yeah, very strong. He only knows Spanish so he can go down to South America and do drugs. Yeah, that's, that's literally the only reason why I ever... That's a useful skill. Yeah, it, it comes in very handy, especially when you're tripping balls. <laughs> yeah, you gotta ask. You got to be able to ask the guy for the bucket so you can shit into it. <laughs> no, I already shit my pants. That's the problem. Um, let's see. Geologists have recently hypothesized that a land bridge once connected Cuba to Mexico's Yucatan Peninsula, and portions of the Cuban island are believed to have been submerged in the sea on three separate occasions in the distant past. Yeah, there you go. So that's that's kind of interesting. That like the Yucatan Peninsula, that used to just be one long peninsula going all the way out to Cuba. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, the structures are on a plateau that forms the bottom of what is thought to be a mud volcano. I didn't even know those existed. Uh, 700 meters beneath the surface of the ocean and along with uh, what is clearly a geological fault line. It's well known that ancient civilizations like to build at the base of volcanoes because the land is fertile. So that's suggestive. Yeah, ask the Romans how that worked out for them. Yeah, that always, <laughs> it's like it seems like a good idea because like the, all the vegetables are doing really good. And you're like, man, we are full. I mean, that is the antithesis or like the true meaning of duality. Like mm. life flourishes here, but it also dies yeah, here. Really bad. Yeah, yeah, not recommended. No. I wonder how many virgins they were throwing into that mud volcano just to suffice the gods and the deities. Get in the there, land. mud virgins. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just mud wrestling. They didn't die. 
yeah. communist mud wrestling. It's a, I mean, it was big back in the. I'm this so ancient in- civilization was way more chilled out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the precise age of the underwater site is unknown, although Cuban archaeologists in 1966 excavated a land-based uh, megath- megalith- man. I'm not doing good today. Megalithic structure on the western coast, close to the new underwater discovery. Uh, it's said to date from 4,000 BC. Based on that and other geological information, we're speculating that these are 6,000 years old, he explained. So it's not exact, but it's uh, very, very ancient. So I like this. Let's, let's take a look at these uh, underwater still footage real quick. Can we see What's this? What's the name of the guy that did Titanic? James Cameron. James. Mm-hmm. Has he poked and prodded around there yet? Because yeah. you know he likes to do a little uh, underwater adventure. I don't know why he hasn't done like, any Atlantis shit yet. That should be his next thing. Well, I mean, he kind of did, though, with Avatar, right? Because that was a little bit of an Atlantean... Sort of. Space Atlantis? Space Atlantis. Well, look at this. This is pretty crazy. Yeah, I don't know if they can see that on the camera. Well, we can see it. I'm talking Um, to you. So basically what we're looking at is these are... And you know what's funny is there's three of them, kind of like the Great Pyramids in Egypt... And I'm wondering if they were to like look at it on like a map, if it would match up with the constellations the way that all of the other pyramids do. That's Because that would be a, a common correlation between different societies. That because um, I know there's pyramids in Mexico that line up with, I, I believe it's Orion. Uh, there's I mean you the can just great pyramids in Egypt, and like they were able to tell the circumference of the Earth based upon how they were like placed these pyramids. Oh, so it was like them. a. It was like a tool, a tool to study the cosmos. Was like positioning these pyramids. I mean, from what I've read, now I don't know. I mean, who knows? But there, it's ironic that there is three of them. They look similar to the ones in Mexico, and it's probably just there was a land bridge that went from Mexico to Cuba, and now we're just discovering this. I want to go diving down there. That looks cool. That's yeah. how you get cursed. That is how you get cursed. That's exactly sea how cursed. You get cursed. That's a, even worse when you get sea cursed. <laughs> no one doing a sea curse. Um. Let's see. Next story. Shocked Russian surgeons opened up man who thought he had a tumor to find out a fir tree was inside of his lung. I'm sorry, what? A fir tree. Like a, a full-grown fir tree like, in this man's lungs. Like a plant? Yeah. A plant was in his lung. Like basically a Christmas tree. Yeah. A, okay. a fir like a, tree a, in his lung. Like a living tree was growing inside of his body. What? Okay, all right. So, yep. But I mean, it makes sense, right? Because you're giving it oxygen... Your lungs are filled with liquid. Your and, lungs are filled and, with sunlight. <laughs> well, that's well, that's the part that doesn't make sense. Mine is. I don't know about you guys. I sit outside all day with my mouth open, just looking at the sun, drooling on myself. That's what I do. Uh, a fir tree has been found growing inside a man's lung by surgeons who were operating on him for suspected cancer. The tree, measuring uh, five centimeters, so it wasn't very big. Was discovered. That's still pretty big for inside your lung, though. For a piece of wood inside of your <laughs> lung, yeah. It was discovered by Russian doctors when they opened up uh, Ar- Artem Sidorkin, 28, to remove what they thought was a tumor. And I'll be honest with you guys, this is from like four years ago, but we just thought it was cool. Mm. Uh, medical staff believe that Mr. Sidorkin somehow inhaled a seed, which la- later sprouted into a small fir tree inside of his lung. How the fuck did they not see this picture? And see that this was not a tumor. Yeah. I mean, I think it's probably because... Because it's just so far-fetched. Yeah, no one would think like, that that's a tree branch in your like, lung. Like, oh, a, a 
Christmas tree tumor is more plausible than they should have just left it Christmas there tree. and put ornaments on it and See adorned it, put a little star at the top. Yeah. Just yeah, no, you just have to let it slowly grow out of his chest, and then you just, you know you you speed it up for the video so it looks like the alien. Oh yeah, That's yeah, yeah. But it's just a Christmas tree. I just want to string up some popcorn and hang it around the sides. But it's gross. Yeah. He could live forever though. They should just like plant him, and then be like that Orson Scott card book where like the creatures morphed into trees, and then they lived forever. I never read that book, and it sounds weird. Yeah, it was super I'm weird. Judging you for it. Okay. <laughs> It's not the first time. Uh, the patient had complained of extreme pain in his chest. Yep, that checks out. And had been coughing up blood. Doctors were convinced he had cancer. We were 100% sure, said Surgeon Vladimir Kazimev from somewhere in the Urals. <laughs> <laughs> we did x-rays and found what exactly looked exactly like a tumor. But I had seen hundreds before, so we decided on surgery. See, wait, that's the part that gets me. It exactly looked like a tumor. This guy was 100% sure that he was looking at a tumor. Well, everything looks like a tumor if you take an x-ray of... I don't know how many years of medical school they take in the Urals, but... I don't know. I'm giving a, I'm a little suspicious of this doctor and how much he's being paid. And it's like, no, no, doctor. I didn't shove a He-Man action figure up my ass. That's a tumor. <laughs> That's a big tumor. <laughs> it just happens to be shaped like a muscular man. <laughs> I'll say that the next time I'm in the hospital with that situation. <laughs> I just don't know how you can inhale a seed and just go... Ah. I was going to say, I can inhale some seed, but <laughs> <laughs> as a gay man, you know, that's just an innate quality we're born with. It. respect it. Gross. <laughs> Mysteriousness Grow slash up. we might be a little raunchy for those that, that's true. that are new. Yeah. We, we take a comedic slant to some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Maybe. Maybe all tumors are fir trees, David said. <laughs> hey. It's a Russian conspiracy. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. It could be. Uh, UFO hunters turn up a rare Disney alien documentary, but is it part of a disclosure conspiracy? Okay. Have you guys heard about this? No. no. This I heard about this before, but it's kind of resurfacing now. Um, let me go ahead and stop that. Uh, UFO, UFO hunter Nexus on Reddit UFOs have turned up a Disney documentary about UFOs and aliens that was originally used to promote the extraterrestrial alien encounter experience. Uh, the Wikipedia Did you guys page, ever ride that ride? That was a pretty good ride. That was a... For Disney, that was an intense ride to be putting children on. It was scary for an eight-year-old. I don't think I was ever on it. It was pretty scary. It was like the alien... I, I don't think it was... The lights would go out and it would like jump around the room and you oh, wouldn't know what? it. But like they had different things that would like blow it on you and touch you. It was basically the xenomorph from the alien movie. Like you're in a theater in the round mm -hmm. and the alien breaks out and then he's like loose in the theater. Oh, I don't like that. But then you like feel it like run past your legs oh, behind no, you. Oh, no, I don't like that. That's you hear, and then up. you hear it like hissing and its tongue like spraying spittle on your ear. Now and then Jamie I Lee Curtis like jumps that. out in your face and screams at you. I would also like that. Yeah, yeah, and then you just run out of the theater and you beat the shit out of Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> 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 Fuck you, Disney. <laughs> yeah. No, um, so... Basically, this is about this is a documentary that people found, but the conspiracy theory is it, it was used to promote this uh, this attraction. But the conspiracy theory is that this was not originally made for this attraction. The attraction was made to cover up this film. So the idea is that the U.S. government wanted Disney to make a disclosure documentary, and they made it. And then they backed out of disclosure, and they were like, oh, shit, well, this is just for an attraction. 
that we made. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm having a hard time buying into it. No, that's. I think that's. I like this. That's. I mean, plausible. I appreciate. I. I will entertain plausible. every conspiracy and everything. But one thing I'm kind of concerned about is they did not get my permission to use my likeness in this 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 beginning intro screen on the documentary. Um, and I feel like I'm gonna have to send a cease and desist to Disney's lawyers to let them know. <laughs> yeah, that guy looks totally legit with that uh, turtleneck he's got on. <laughs> oh yeah. This, uh, this seems, seems. I'm not hearing. It seems like it, well. It's because it's Chromecast, so you can't hear. Oh okay. It. But uh, you guys can check this out on uh, Reddit. Lost uh, Lost Walt Disney UFO documentary full uncut version. Yeah, so apparently it was like cut. Up so you, you it guys, says 2013, but it literally looks like they filmed it in 1987. Yeah, yeah. that's probably when the attraction came out. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I just want to see that alien again. I'm willing to believe this just because of the way Disney is that's handling. An alien, right? yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> just the way Disney is handling the pandemic and everything. Just like we have the highest numbers ever here in Florida, and we're like, nah, we're gonna open. Let's yeah. get on some rides. Let's infect some kids. So yeah. why wouldn't they be behind? You're gonna get coronavirus from the alien breathing in your face. Exactly. <laughs> really, it's not coronavirus. It's a fir tree growing in your lungs. Ooh. That's what they don't want you to know. Uh. It's big Christmas tree is behind this. <laughs> that heads are gonna roll when the truth comes Santa's out. Santa's always sticking his fat ass. The in fir tree. Santa's a reptilian that lives at the North Pole. Mm. And Mrs. Claus just does his bidding. I we figured it out, guys. The vaccines, the vaccines have fir tree <laughs> seeds in them. <laughs> yeah, they or no, you get test when you get tested and swab. They put the fir tree in deep your nose in your so you nose. breathe it oh, in. Oh, that's how you get the seed in. Yeah, that's why the swab goes so deep. Right. Yeah. So this guy, he was just being experimented on. He was the first one, and of course, it was in Russia because everything's a Russian hoax. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Found it. Hey. Um. When this, ha I'm gonna laugh next week. This is gonna be the fucking conspiracy, <laughs> and it's because we started it here. I'm proud of it. Yeah, we're gonna get blamed for this for sure. Yeah, uh, they didn't make it up. Interview recording services in Pasagula alien abduction case. Now I believe we've talked about this on the show before, or maybe it was on our sister show, Something Planet. But uh, this is a mass UFO sighting from uh, the 70s, and. Um, some of the people that uh, saw the UFO also uh, reported being abducted. Now, what's happened here is, let's see, what did I do? I somehow screwed this up. Here it is. Uh, it's been 47 years since Calvin Parker and Charles Hickson contacted the Jackson County Sheriff's Office claiming they were abducted by aliens. Recently, a recording said to be made that night by what they told Sheriff Fred Diamond and Glenn Ryder has uh, surfaced. Uh, it was about the time the coronavirus hit Parker of Moss Point said when he received two copies of the recording. I'd been talking with him on the internet. He just showed up at my house. Parker explained the man who gave him the copies of the recording was an officer with the Pasagula Police Department on the night the abduction occurred, but does not want to be identified. Parker said the officer was involved because he fielded roughly 50 phone calls that night from people claiming to have seen something unusual in the sky. So that's, you know, not uncommon with a mass UFO sighting. Sounds about right. Uh, so he, so this is a UFO researcher, Calvin Parker, uh, he said, when I sat down and listened to it, it hit me of how real all this was, Parker said. It kind of choked me up a little bit. I'd never heard it, not the full recording, just the piece where Charlie and I were locked inside the room and they walked out. I was surprised they had the whole thing on tape. At the time, Parker said he did not know there was a recorder in the room. So this is... 
This is uh, the guy that was actually being interviewed, and so, a police officer has now brought him. He's a UFO researcher now, but it's because he had that ex- this experience. Right. So the police officer brought him the recording of himself. Oh, wow. So at the time, Parker said he did not know there was a recorder in the room. He said, I had no idea, Parker said. Apparently, Charlie didn't either. They was all hid. They was all they was hid. All so what the uh, what the police used to do is sometimes, and I I don't know how. And probably this is. all the time. And probably all the time, is it's like a little trick. They're like, all right, well we're taking a break in the interrogation, and then they go over. You know, back in the day there was like a cassette recorder on mm-hmm. the table, and they'd make a hit show. stop on it. Yeah. And then that was the main recording, but under the table there's like another recorder that's still going, and then mm-hmm. they leave the room. <laughs> And then, like, let's see what they say when the cops aren't around. Yeah. You know, it's good, you know, detective work, I guess. Um, So the interview took place on October 11th, 1973, after Parker and Hickson claimed they were abducted by aliens. Sounds like our guest is here. Woo! They claimed they were abducted by aliens while fishing from the bank of the Pascagoula River. News of the event thrust the two into the media spotlight and put the town of Pascagoula on the map. I'm sorry, but I'm not. That's a conspiracy. That's that's fake news because I could not point to Pascagoula on a fucking map if you showed it to me. I don't even know where Mississippi is. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,. Events in Parker's life uh, led him to feel he needed to tell his story, and he published a book in 2018 detailing his experience. Once again, the event uh, became the center of attention for many of the Clarion Ledger published stories about the book and other people claiming to have witnessed unidentified objects in the sky that night. So, it was a blinding light. Blinded. Is that what that song's about? Might have been. Blinded by the light. So he said at the uh, at the time, a big light came out of the clouds. It was a blinding light. It was hard to tell with the lights so bright, but it looked like it was shaped like a football, I would say. Just estimating it was about 80 feet. It made very little sound. It was just a hissing noise. Parker said three legless c- creatures floated from the craft. One had no neck with gray wrinkled skin. Another had a neck and appeared more feminine. Uh, Parker described their hands as being shaped like mittens or crab claws. <laughs> This Sounds is, tasty. I'm so the crab it. claw people. Yeah. Well, I'm getting a little turned on by yeah. all this. Ah. Uh, well, Lauren Alien and you talk. are both in the crab claws. Hey, yeah. I like I like everything new. So. I like a crustacean every now and again. Yeah. Lauren likes to bite into them, and Hugh. I want my reasons. alien dipped in drawn butter if we're gonna yes, make this happen. There we go. <laughs> it's, it's what we use for lube. Mm-hmm. Oh God. <laughs> when, I, when, when we get probed, it's gonna taste good and feel good at the same time. Yep. Been using butter lube for years. <laughs> so he said, uh, when one of the creatures put one of its claws around his arm, Parker said he was terrified, but then another feeling came over his body. Oh, what was that? I think they injected us with something to calm us down, Parker said. I Drawn was kind of, butter. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> they just went to Red Lobster and they were on acid. That's what yeah. this sounds like, right? That so like tired. <laughs> I feel like we've all been there, right? <laughs> Oh, gone to Red Lobster, a little fucked up on some psychedelics. Lobster fest. <laughs> Lauren, you were there the night you were swimming in the tank. Oh, yeah. I had a very beautiful moment with all the crustaceans. Uh, Parker said the creatures um, held his and Hickson's arms and floated them into the craft where examinations were performed on the two. Then they returned to the bank of the river. After some debate, the two decided they needed to alert authorities and ended up in an interview room at the sheriff's office. During the interview, Parker remained silent, something he regretted when he listened to the recording. I was wishing I really opened up to them and told them everything, Parker said. 
Uh, Hickson- he couldn't. Re- no, he. I could not resist them. Is the next headline. That is a headline. That's important information here, and I think it's playing into our theory, Lauren, mm-hmm. that there's a little bit of naughtiness going on in this abducted situation. Or romance. <laughs> they have feelings. They have feelings yeah. too. They're looking to connect. Yeah, <laughs> they've traveled so far just to find their, you know, human friend. The, the two end. people on Earth that want to be lubed up with drawn butter and, and fucked by a crustacean. <laughs> Go fishing together. <laughs> uh, Hickson, who has since died, tried to explain during the 73 interview what happened and what he saw, including going into the craft. So he said, and they glided me into that thing. You know how you just glide somebody? No, no, I've never been glided. I want to be glided. <laughs> somebody glide me into something. <laughs> All of us moved like we were floating through air. When I got in there and they had me, you know, they just kind of had me in there. There were no seats. No chain. They just moved me around. I couldn't resist them. I just floated. Felt no sensation, no pain. They kept me in that position a little while. Then they'd raise me back up. Been there. So they're doms. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Dom crab people? Yeah. All right. Dom aliens. Hickson also tried to describe a machine he thought was used for medical examination. No, it wasn't like no x-ray machine, Hickson said. There ain't no way to describe it. It was probably just an MRI machine. Yeah. You know, it's like in the 70s, nobody had seen one. No, well, I you know, no I sometimes wonder, I was having this conversation with Tom about this, because we were watching Unsolved Mysteries, and there was an episode on Unsolved Mysteries where people had, like, an experience where they were abducted or something with aliens. Yeah, and I saw that one. We were trying to come up with a logical solution to this, and that happened, that particular episode that they're recanting, uh, or not recanting, or going over recounting, uh, took place in the 70s. And that's when they were doing a lot, a lot of, of these that MK in the Ultra 70s. stuff. So I'm wondering if, like, the military was going into some of these smaller towns and like putting psychedelics injecting that people is, with stuff that yeah. is what I thought because they're really uh, that town's pretty close to Boston yeah uh, and they were doing and a lot that of was that. at Harvard they where were they were doing, doing MK Ultra, MK Ultra mm-hmm. stuff so right. I don't know you know if uh if the CIA is like sneaking weird hallucinogens into like a small town's water supply, then like everybody, because like what? There was like hundreds of sightings of this thing. Yeah, it happened yet, to a lot of people. Yet they did not report it once in the newspaper. Well, because back then, <laughs> especially in that town, they were all like, you know, they wanted to be the upstanding citizens. Mm-hmm. And like the one lady that moved there, she's like, oh, we're moving here because I wanted to provide a better life for my kids. And the last thing you want is to be the crazy lady that's been abducted by aliens. Exactly. So I do believe something happened to them because all of their stories are extremely. Extremely similar as to what took place. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering, like, if we could somehow go back in time and like do a hair test or a blood sample, how much LSD would be coursing through their veins? Oh, yeah. It could be. That's like, a great. Theory. That would be hilarious, though. Like, but at the same time, I also want it to be aliens. Like, there's a part yeah. of me. I just hope it is aliens, and I hope that they did get probed and. You know, live this life of trauma and and <laughs> I wish and all shame. This trauma. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't know. The thing with that case, this is on Unsolved Mysteries, by the way. Uh, the, go, new the new on season on Netflix. Netflix yeah. yeah, the one thing that got me was uh, the family that was in the car. Yeah, with the old lady. And the old lady and the mom were switched, so, like they couldn't remember which one was in which place, and they put the accidentally put the grandma in the driver's seat, and, and she, she never drive. drove. Oh, yeah, she couldn't shit. drive, so they were. Could like, you imagine if it was an agent and he had to go in there and like, oh man, I don't want to shoot this old lady up with a whole bunch of acid. <laughs> and she starts like handing out her butterscotch from her purse to this guy because he's just you know she's just a nice old lady minding her business. It's like these two old ladies look exactly the same to me. I cannot. Would you tell. like a Werther's original, sir? <laughs> so anyway. uh... Back to uh, this, the, the UFO story here. It's, uh, 
The only thing I remember as a kid, Calvin was just standing there, Hickson said. I'd never seen that sort of fear on a man's face as I saw on Calvin's. So it took me a while to get him back to his senses, and the first thing I told him was, son, ain't nobody going to believe this. Let's just keep this whole thing to ourselves. Well, the more I thought about it, the more I thought I had to let some officials know. After the questions, uh, questioning Diamond and Ryder left the room, Ryder, now retired and living in uh, Van Cleve, said he didn't believe any of Hickson's story. So he didn't believe it. But while they were alone, uh, there was a secret recorder still recording, like I said, and uh, they, this, is a, this is what they said when the police left the room. Jesus Christ, God have mercy. I thought I'd been through enough hell uh, on this earth, and now I've got to go through something like this, Hickson said. But they could have, you know, I guess they, well, they could have harmed us, son. They had us. They could have done anything to us, but they didn't hurt me. Parker spoke mainly about his anxiety. I just want to cry right now, Parker said. Aww. What's so damn bad about this is no one's going to believe us. Aww. I had to get home. I had to go to bed and take some nervous pills or something. See a doctor or something. I can't stand this. I'm about to go all to pieces. I can't sleep like this. I'm damn near crazy. So... So uh, you can check out the the whole uh, recording. It's on. Well, sound. you should know because Pascagoula was put on the map, on so the everyone map. should already know about this mm-hmm. yeah. uh, from what the story's telling us. No, so if you want to check this out, I'll leave it in the show notes. But the uh, it, recording in its entirety sounds pretty legit. Uh, it's just I'm not gonna play it on the show because the quality's real shit. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, being compressed like that into a podcast, so you gotta listen to and it. And the also, soundcloud. they're from like rural Mississippi, it's, and it's hard I'm to gonna decipher. take a guess that the sun may also be further related to his family maybe i don't know in a different way he looks a yeah. li- little bit of a troglodyte yeah. he's got a little <laughs> he's got some crow magnum features on that forehead of his <laughs> so family wreath i don't know <laughs> family fur back to our other conspiracy yep my f- my feet on my uh chat is kind of freezing up here so hopefully I can Let me take a peek this. at the chat real quick. David, yeah, David was about. in there talking about, uh, he says, you guys are starting conspiracy, conspiracy theory that isn't far off. The whole Wayfair thing originated from a Reddit user posting their theory on $10,000 cabinets. Yeah, let's not go there yet. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have enough time to breach that topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm already that starting That one's to, heavy. I'm oh, already, Fatty, hey, what's up? Fatty's back. Fatty's back. Who's our listener of the night last night? Yeah. If it's just the CIA lacing the water with drugs and running around in spaceships dressed up as aliens. Oh. Okay, we're not going to say that on... I don't know what the rules are on live. I didn't see what the... I'm already, like, keeping myself to a minimum oh. tonight. <laughs> I didn't see the end of that one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to be a good person, good, you know, respectable yeah. human being on live tonight. <laughs> so. so I'm going to cut a couple of these things. Uh, Hugh wanted to talk about the Bartum Booger, so go... We can talk about that, or you want to talk about, real quick, the ghost thing, because we were going to have... Um, Rain, when did you want to have Rain come on? Because I believe she's here. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's here already. Uh, oh, well, yeah. we'll give it about 10 more minutes, and okay. then we'll uh, move on to our we feature have segment. Rain, Celestial Rain, coming on live. It's going to be great. Yeah, so, so we're going to be taking a break here in a couple minutes, but stick around because the second half of the show is going to be pretty fun. Yeah. I think, I think it's... I, I, I'm excited. So do you want to talk about the Barden Booger, or do you want to talk about your experience in the house? Well, I, you know, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about static... Entities okay. and ghosts in the house. Now you had an experience first. I didn't. I wasn't even going to talk about mine, but then you talked about yours to be first. So you go first. Okay. So uh, Tom, who I live with, left the house on Saturday, and I was home alone all weekend. And I went out on Sunday to go for a run at Seminole Park. Right. And I come back home. The doors are locked. Nothing's 
like out of you know out of the ordinary inside of the house and i go inside i go to the bathroom and i see that the the guest towels that are on the rack are all like disheveled and pushed to the sides and well uh, for um for our straight viewers at home oh what yeah are, what are guests what are exactly our guest towels um for those that have no taste <laughs> for those that that live like animals um guest towels are there for guests but we don't use them they're for looks so you didn't, nobody's allowed to use it. It's right? an adornment to the bathroom that's to be appreciated and not fucking touch. Don't touch that shit. Do not touch it because they're placed very particularly, <laughs> and I don't want to have to fix them. And apparently, this ghost has a problem with that because when I fucking came home, the towels were all pushed to the side, oh. and then we have a medicine cabinet. Like a curtain drawn? Yeah, like an actually like a curtain was drawn, and then in the medicine cabinet, there's I have a it's like a tri folding medicine cabinet with mirrors, and they open up by clicking because they're like magnetic and all three of the mirrors were open so there's one on so each side you gotta side. like kind of give those a good pull to open you gotta right? go it's like click click and then you can you have to like pull it off the magnet to open it right. up yeah. so I walk home the, the or I walk in the bathroom the towels are all disheveled the mirrors are open and I'm like what the fuck so I just texted Tom and I was just like hey were, did you happen to come home for like the hour and a half that I wasn't here and he's like, no, I've been in Tampa this whole time since Saturday. And I'm like, please tell me you're lying, right? Please tell me I'm being <laughs> gaslighted. Uh, yeah, and I'm like, I, I, please swear to God you're joking. He's like, no, I haven't. I've been in Tampa this whole time. And then that's when I was like, there's really no, I don't know how to make sense of what there's happened. There's no explanation for that. Because yet. the doors were locked. I'm an, I'm like OCD neat freak. I would never, for, I don't never, touch them towels, ever. You would, you would never leave cabinet doors and open. And I would never ever. leave them open because there was, you know, and there's really nothing in there. Like, there was nothing missing, nothing was touched, nothing was moved. Um, so, yeah, like, I didn't know what to make of it. And he swears up and down. I even showed John the text. Like, no, I wasn't there. I haven't done anything. I was like, does anybody have a key to the house that may could have gone in? He's like, no, I don't know. Or he's, he's like, no, well, there's nobody there. if it was like there. one of your friends or one of Tom's friends, like they would know not to fuck with the guest towels. Yeah. Right? Well, I would hope he would hang out with the kind of folks that would appreciate an adornment to See, my bathroom. if I bathroom. went over to your house, I would just dry my hands on those things. So I have a feeling John would go over there. Not only would he do that, he'd wipe his dick right on oh, the yeah. fucking oh, towel yeah. just to, just because. And he wouldn't even tell anybody because nope. he'd want to spread the COVID-19 around. Yep. So all I'm saying is I this. I feel attacked right now. I'm you just should. saying. I, Anybody that would so I thought well maybe he stopped by let someone in to use a the bathroom they were a pig <laughs> a, a bull in a china shop and just didn't give a fuck and just left shit open was rooting through our medicine cabinet which by the way we do not keep the good drugs in there for anybody that's trying to rob my house in the future <laughs> so it was just weird and now I'm like but I've had a lot of other experiences we've talked about it on the podcast right, a couple right. weeks ago and so has he and the first thing he fucking said to me when he got home yesterday or today he's like oh I guess you're one of those people now and I was like oh yeah thanks for throwing that back in my face. Because I, I use that against him because we call it one of those people when people have an experience. He Tom never wants to be one of those people that actually right. sees a ghost or an alien or UFO or whatever the fuck. And he has, and he is part of the club now, so we're all one of them people. See, I don't even care anymore. I keep hearing so many things. Oh, I don't either. Right? I'm literally like, talking about it on a podcast. Well, so. I don't even care about... No, I mean, I don't, I'm not even like afraid of, of these ghosts anymore. Like The other night, I was sitting there on the couch, you know, a little stoned, relaxing. A smidge. Uh, yeah, uh, my wife uh, was in the shower. Yeah, and uh, you know, doing, and she was she was out of the shower. The water was turned off already, and she was in the bathroom, doing whatever it is you do after you take a shower, fix your hair, dry off, whatever. And I was I was checking out stuff on my phone, and I just saw what I thought was my wife 
just like like I'm not fo- I'm focused deep in my phone and I see just like a figure walk out of the hallway through the living room and into the kitchen. And then so I just assumed that it was my wife and she just went to the laundry room. She's checking on some laundry or something, you know? Yeah. So another couple minutes go by and then I hear the bathroom door open and then like creak open. I'm like, what the hell? I was like, what? And so I go over to the bathroom and Leah's still in the bathroom. That's crazy. And I was like, what the hell? So then I went and looked around. And I'm like, oh, I don't see anybody. But I definitely saw somebody walk through the room. I just There was movement. Yeah. There was movement, you know, and I saw like a figure, but I just, you know, it's like a normal you, everyday movement. How confident are you that it could be something mundane versus uh, mysterious? Well, I think it's either one of two things. I either hallucinated or that was some, is I it, saw Was the weed good or bad? That's what I need yeah. to know. It's good weed, but it's not like I <laughs> typically hallucinate ghosts. Yeah. It's not that level of right. high. You know? yeah. <laughs> that you know of. That I know of. I don't know. Maybe there was some uh, mescaline in there. I don't know. <laughs> hey, that's the preferred drug of choice for ghosts from what I hear. Oh. Mescaline? Yeah. Okay. yeah. They, they like a little mescaline. It's ghost medicine. Some uh, higher astral realm mescaline. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to take a quick break and come back with our feature segment on mediumship. Uh, I want to remind you guys, uh, before we take the break, uh, make sure you click that follow button right here on Twitch. Yes, follow us. And also subscribe to us on YouTube, uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and wherever you get audio podcasts from. Also join our uh, Facebook group, which is called the Something Planet Tears. Lots of fun stuff in there. Uh, Yeah, right now we're going to take a quick break. And we we will be back with We will be back with... Rain, and we're going to talk about mediumship. So, you guys, please, please, please stick around. Plus, I have to pee, so hang out in the chat. I don't have to wait. All right, we are back. Uh, our featured segment is mediumship, and uh, uh, coming coming on the show, it's our first guest on Mysteriousnesses. Actually, this yes. is uh, uh, she's a psychic medium with over 25 years' experience. She has multiple spiritual gifts and has been communicating with spirits from a very young age. Please welcome Celestial Rain, everybody. Hi, Rain. Oh, hi. Woo! Thanks for coming Are on. We get, get right up on that mic, okay. or you might have to take it out. All right. Yeah. yeah. There go. Is that gotta, better? Yeah, that's that sounds great right there. Awesome. Can you can you hear us and everything in the I headphones? I can hear you good. Good, good. So uh, we're so glad that you could be on the show and uh, share with us some of your experience. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, I've actually never been to a medium, but. Hugh, you said you've actually you've had a, a reading with Rain before. Mm-hmm. Well, I know Rain from the pagan community. Yeah. Um, that music. Is it too loud? It's a little loud. <laughs> oh, I, I thought I brought it down. <laughs> I've known Rain. I don't know, probably I don't like since 2011 or 2012. Yeah, it's probably been about nine, yeah, eight or. Eight it's or been nine a while. Um, Rain is a pretty well-known figure in the pagan community and in the spiritual community. Uh, not well, only thank just you. not only just for her talents uh, with mediumship, but because of her, she's worked at like various shops, which tend to be like uh, gathering places for people that practice alternative spirituality that look for different things as far as books or uh, okay. accoutrements for spiritual practices. <laughs> and a lot of times, when you go to a spiritual shop, there's going to be a medium and people that do tarot and different forms of divination. And Rain has has been pretty much been a, a figurehead in this community for I don't, what, when did you move here? I moved to Florida in uh, 2007, so I've been here 13 years now. 
Um, I was on a hiatus when I first came to Florida, kind of going through like a spiritual awakening myself and just kind of trying other things out. And most mediums will go through times where they just stop reading for a little while right? Um, to, to kind of get their own lives together. And so we... Yeah, moved- people think spiritual awakenings are all glitter no. and gold. They, no. They suck. Yeah. Not, not the best. No, they suck. Yeah. They're well, awful. it's, it's kind of like everything in life. It kind of ebbs and flows, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when God crushes you on your shoulder, or, or the universe, or whatever. It's yeah. like the realization of that. You know, when you think you've got it all figured out, and then you have that spiritual awakening, yes. and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, I know nothing. Exactly. Well, okay. that's the whole thing. So I got here. Oh, make sure you get a little closer oh, to that mic. Sorry. sorry. I got there. I got here with my husband in in 2007. We moved from Philadelphia. We just kind of decided we're like, you know what? we're going to Florida and we looked on a map and I just kind of was feeling it out and I pointed to the Crystal Beach area um, okay. and I was like, okay, so I was just drawn to this whole area and we ended up moving to Palm Harbor um, when we realized that Crystal Beach is extremely small, but we ended up getting married in Crystal Beach. Oh, okay. Oh, so, oh, nice. <laughs> we were really drawn there and then I've been- Yeah, in- Crystal Beach is a really small town. It is. And I, so- you know, we've been here and then I just kind of took a, you know, took a break and I was a little, I was more like a little housewife for a little while. And, and I was still doing like some phone readings and so forth with like older clients that I've had for a long time back North. Mm -hmm. And then I had met, um, Kim Truitt, who is the owner of Enchanted Earth. That's Um, where I met. Yes. I actually met Kim before Enchanted Earth existed. Really? I didn't know that. Yes. Kim and I were friends. I gave her a reading. She was looking for a tutor and we just kind of hit it off. And um, I was with her in her first location. I actually, she opened the shop, and I wasn't working doing readings yet. And um, I assisted her, and we came up with the name. And you know, we were just kind of, you know. So I helped her because her shop, shop was somewhere else in Dundee. Yeah, it was what down was, in Emerson. What was it called? Emerson. It was Enchanted Earth. It was called oh, it Enchanted, Enchanted Earth. Earth. Okay. It was a small. It was literally one big room. And um, so. About a year later, a little less than a year later, um, she moved, well, six months later, she moved to the location she's at now. Um, and and you're currently located at... I'm in John Eden. Um, um, what's the name of the place? Ocean Breeze Day Spa. I, right. I rent a space from Roxanne. Um, I'm out on my own again. I've, you know, done some work in Enchanted Earth. I've done some work at Enchanted Spirit. Um, but I've always been on my and own. And sometimes you go to Alchemy and Ashes uh, on occasion yes. to Shawnee's shop yeah, over there. Yeah, it's been a few. It's been a little Hi, while. Shawnee, Hi, Shawnee. I love you if you're watching. Love Thank you. you. <laughs> so you've She's been, wonderful. You've been at this uh, a super long time. Like, yes. Uh, how, how did you come to find out that you had my these My mom gifts? and my grandmother were both readers. Um, they didn't go the exact path I did. But Is this something they, that maybe they warned you about a little bit they did. as a kid. Yeah, my okay. mom actually wanted me to be a singer. <laughs> <laughs> and but you are, but you do sing. I do. That's sing. how Lauren. Lauren Thank you. It was crazy because I started doing comedy and I ran into Lauren through open mic with John, mm-hmm. and then I saw you two were friends on Facebook, and you're and also you know friends Shelley. with Shelly yeah. Harris, and she also is a comedian, and she's what I she's what we call we're our, each other's crystal comics. Yes. Shelly also been on the show here. Yeah, friend actually, of the. She was our first guest. Now that I'm thinking about it, because she came and did a Reiki demo. Here. Oh, that's did she? Right. Okay. I've known. Well, that's the whole thing. I actually read for Shelly, and I hooked her up with Judith, and I'm, and you know, so I told her she needed to do Reiki. Oh, so you oh, put her on yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh my God, I didn't oh, know you cool. were the so reason makes, why she started Reiki. Yeah. So it definitely makes sense that you're here on this show now. Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so so how did like what what happens like what starts to change? Okay. Because well, what was the story though with your parents? Because you said your mom and your grandmother had. It's not the, necessarily a great story. I had a really 
off. Uh, excuse me. I had a really rough uh, childhood. Um, I mean, for, share what, what that's, you want. That's okay. I'm not, you know, ashamed of it because it's made me who I am, and I'm very proud of who I've become because of it. Um, I was my unfortunately my mother was very young when she had me. She uh, was a single parent initially. Um, I come from a background of alcoholism and drug abuse. Um, I'm a recovering addict myself. Um, I became an addict in my teens because of my abilities. Okay. I was too um, between, you know, so I was so overwhelmed and inundated with my sensitivities that it literally was like, this is driving me crazy. What is going on? And I was So what were some of the things that were contributing to the overall... Um the emotional state that you were in that you didn't understand at the time, but now you shielding do. the darker aspect of things. Um, learning how to shield was a big factor. So when okay. I work with clients and when you say shield, um, for people that don't understand energetically shielding myself and protecting myself from unwanted energies. Um, it's not an easy feat. You know, you'll, you'll hear a lot about empaths. So, I have what is called the Claire abilities. I have. Uh, that was going to be our next question yeah. for you. Which which Claire abilities um, are you most uh, well suited? Cognizance. Okay. So I clearly know things about people, and I'm not sure how I do. Um, and just for just so people that don't know, there's there's five is it five or six, six. Claire abilities? Uh, well, it depends on who you ask. I have clairvoyancy, claircognizance, clairsentience, clairaugustience. Um, which so is, so there's uh, clairsentience, which is feeling, clairvoyance is seeing, clairaudience is hearing, claircognizance is, is knowing, knowing. clairaugnizance is tasting, tasting. and clairaliance is smelling. smelling. So it's all I, the senses in I which had, you are. I one time or another each of them. Okay, so right now you're, you predominantly work within claircognizance. See, I have claircognizance on yep. occasion, not, not in a, like a mediumship level, but mm -hmm. just, you know, sometimes you just know things, right? Well, it's it just, just comes in general, to general and extrasensory perception. Which um, everybody, everybody has, has some it. sort of Absolutely. innate quality mm -hmm. that they're born it's with. It's about more or less, I like to say that people, some people have a stronger antenna. I was just born with a stronger antenna. I come to find out uh, when I had met my father's side of the family that my grandmother was a lay woman. She was a spirit. She was a religious woman who, you know, believed in healing people too with prayer and everything like that. So I come from two different worlds, right, actually. Right. And wasn't your mom? Was well, she part of a show or my mom didn't she get bit by a snake or something? My, like, what was yes, my mom. <laughs> oh, those old church uh, there, no, 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 not that. My mom <laughs> ran away to the carnival. Oh, no. <laughs> um, that's where my mom and dad met. I'm not ashamed. Of it, my parents were together one time. Okay. <laughs> I my mom literally met my dad. They were teenagers. They had that you know, that drunken night, <laughs> and here I am. And and interesting enough, she was um, she was a snake girl in the carnival, and she also did little, like little side mini readings with tarot and when cards and such. Okay. Um, more cardamancy. She would mm -hmm. use a regular deck, and so. She ran away at 16 years old and got pregnant with me and got bit by a water moccasin and oh, found yeah. out she was While pregnant. she was pregnant with yes. you. Yes. Wow. So yeah. do you contribute that particular instance with maybe somehow connecting? It could be. Um, I, I, I thought about that, but I also got very, very sick around six months old, apparently, from what my mother told me, and um, pretty much was brought back. So I pretty okay. much, I had like like a very high fever, and I guess I was like right there and then I believe she said that I actually had died, was brought back. And I've always had to get been, that snake venom out. Well, I was always, well, no, that was after I was born. So oh. I was a very sickly child. Wow. Um, you know, so I've had, but I've been seeing spirit as far back as I remember. Um, 
my the night my grandmother died my grandmother died unfortunately at 50 years old from cirrhosis and she came to me the night I was six years old and she came to me the night she passed away interesting enough her anniversary is the 17th of July which is like right in this time frame right oh now. wow yeah so so um, when she was this the first spirit that came back to you was your grandmother the one I can more or less recall. I mean, I know I've been seeing spirit before then, mm-hmm. but predominantly, like, she's the one who really stands out to me. Like, she came to me the night she passed. My mother, you know, came to me um, to tell me, and I had told her. And she was just like, oh, so we're doing this now. Mm. Um, so, like I said, it's I come from, like, a, like I said, a very tumultuous and broken background, and... My grandmother, you know, she worked on the steel pier in Atlanta City. She was a cocktail waitress. She did, like, little, you know, card stuff on the side. So she was that typical kind of psychic sign in the window type of reader. Mm, okay, yeah. <laughs> she had the natural ability the for sign. But yes, <laughs> but, um, and speaking of which, that's funny because I keep looking at Lauren and I keep hearing this male spirit and he's talking, he's showing me a neon sign and he keeps talking about a cafe. So, Oh, um, my, uh... On my mom's uh, side of the family, her parents, his and his family used to run a uh, like a diner. Is his cafe. name start with a J? Yeah, James. Okay. Yeah, James. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So I keep. I've hearing seen pictures this. of this place. Yeah. Okay. Because wow. I keep hearing this person talk to her. He's a lot older, um, and I feel like he might have been. So I have a male and a female. I'm drawn to her immediately, and I keep seeing the letters J and J. Oh yeah, um, Janet. That's my. Gr- that's his wife. Okay. Is, does she have a connection with a bank? Yeah, she, okay. she worked in a bank her whole life. Okay, so they're just with you. So spirits will show me specific information and details so I know who I'm communicating with for the querent, and I keep immediately being drawn there. Well, that's what, that was going to be my next question for people Lauren, that, could, that aren't familiar. I, I just want to say, Lauren, if your mom's not watching right now, she's going to be kicking herself. Oh, my God. No, because the video's going to be on YouTube. Yeah, she'll be able to okay, see it. She's gonna, this is, oh this is for him. Um, I have another lady who keeps coming in and saying that you were your mother's birthday gift. Uh, yeah, that's uh, true. I was born on the 15th late at night. My mom's birthday was the 16th. Oh, so you And her she, she always said that to me growing okay, up. Okay, yeah. so is your grandmother still with us? No. Is there someone named Mary? Uh, is that connected to the other side? No, no. Something keeps there. coming. I keep hearing the song Mary Lou, and I don't know why I keep hearing it. Mary Lou. But it's, it's like a, a 60s song, um, or a 50s song. It's, so it's somebody who is definitely connected to that time frame. Okay. Um, is your mom's name similar? Well, did, did you know? Do you know my real name? Uh, no. Okay, so my I'm hearing that your mother's name sounds like mine. I have this woman spirit here, and she keeps saying our names are similar. So, um, when I see that, it's a connection, and I keep immediately being told. So my real name is Christina. So okay. So um, is there a connection uh, with Christina? Yeah, my mom is uh Christine. Oh, okay. So it's pretty close. So yeah, with a wow. K. Christine with a K. Mine C H. So okay. I I'm hearing this person talk v- about this. Very and similar. Keep, I keep hearing from this woman, you were your mother's birthday gift. <laughs> right. And then my grandmother did always say that, too. I don't know. She might be the one that kind of pushed push that narrative. <laughs> but, okay, so are you native, but other people in the family aren't? They've been here a long time? Correct, yeah. yeah. I was a uh, first generation and that's brought up in Florida. Um, not I that know I know California. of. No. Oh, wait. That's that's her. Yeah. That's, that's where she's yeah. from. All right. Yeah. I keep being drawn to. Okay. So sometimes that'll happen. This We're is in, why I love Rain because she will just go right on. Right. And she's like, we're, we're, I'm, I'm, in your, I'm in your line of sight. Yeah. Things are getting confused uh, here. It's all energy. So that's up. totally <laughs> fine. So I'm just curious. So when you're going into this, when you start getting the stream of consciousness coming yeah. through you, what is it that you are you seeing 
It's a combination. Imagery, or mm-hmm. are you just, it just comes to the front it's of your, both. your it's mind? It's both. Um, it's like, I'm just a conduit. Like, so for instance, like sometimes I'll see images and it just makes sense. Like with the name connection, I've learned to, it's like a puzzle. You just learn to understand what your symbols are and what, you know, what's, what they mean to you. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's like, and what makes you think that the that spirit's able to convey the correct symbolism to you? How what makes you feel like they know? Is it because they're in a higher dimensional space, or t- in order to like okay. show you that sort of con- that symbol that to get I'm just that the message conduit. out? I like to say I'm spiritual cable. Like okay. That's what, <laughs> okay. You know, so when people ask, like, I'm like, I'm just a spiritual cable wire. Like I, I just understand what they're trying to convey. Sometimes it'll come through my third eye, and other times I'll actually physically see the spirit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Is it yeah. kind of like playing like charades? If your charades partner isn't all that good, <laughs> it's going to take you a little <laughs> bit longer to get No, there through. are some spirits right. that are See, They're real. over there in the corner. Three exactly. words. Movie. I've actually, no, I've had that happen where I'm really? like, be a little bit more specific. And a lot of times I'll use like automatic writing or I'll write things down. I've had readings with Rain where she's yeah. done that. She'll just start writing stuff down and she'll be like, who's Tracy? And I'm just yeah. like, how the fuck do you know? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I just know. I know. It just happens. So. so so what, how would you define mediumship as a practice for somebody hmm. that doesn't know what that means? Okay. Is um, it specifically channeling? It's a practice and a profession. Right. I mean, because people can attempt to channel, but of what's course. the difference between a channel and someone who's an actual medium? Uh, it's. It, I think it's about perception. I mean, it depends on, you know, like for me... If you're able to, like... Get a little closer to the mic, honey. Okay, sorry I'm sorry. That. I know. I'm so used to having a big mouth. Because so. you're sing- you're used to singing. You have that projection voice. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, it's hard to explain. Like, I don't know how other people do what I do. Right. And I've, you know, I've taught different techniques to be able to enhance your pineal gland and everything like that. And to enhance your awareness. But Which, the pineal gland, for people that don't, under- don't know, this typically associated with your third third eye eye. Mm -hmm. which is there's a gland in your brain and most people's are calcified so that's why it's harder for them to see and not see certain things right so um like i said i've been doing this my whole life so it's not something have i taken workshops i did my internship up in lilydale in upstate new york and what's what's lilydale lilydale actually is um it's on casadega lake and is that like there's a place in Florida too, it right? It was named after it it's was on, named yeah, after Casadega Lake. It's oh, on okay. a super big ley line here in Florida. Yeah, there oh, is. Okay, okay. Um, so they're actually I'm trying to remember his name offhand. My apologies, but more or less the snowbirds from up there. It's it's a seasonal place up there, and and then Casadega became the seasonal place here. Oh, they founded it here. I think 1875. That's how they so it became a spiritualist camp here in the winter. And they just snowbirded back and forth. So yes, that's why Casadega got that. its name. Yeah, that's cool. So Casadega here received its name from Casadega Lake in um, Pomfret, which is upstate New York, and it's uh, some you know Assembly of French and or Assembly of Light. And I did at 18 years old. I was invited to go, and I did uh, some interning there for a summer, two summers actually, just learning different. Was you know, this techniques. in your teens or? I was 18. Oh, okay, uh, I, I may have missed that. I don't know if you said that. Yeah, I became. I'm sorry. I started reading professionally around 18. Um, okay. I did more or less, you know, like little donation readings, things of that sort. Um, you know, 
I became more more professional at my work probably about about 15 years ago. Um, what's what's more professional? Like uh, charging like a yes, rate? Yes, charging or? a rate or um, just kind of you know being a little bit more. I mean, don't get me wrong. Do I still do readings for friends or this and that or something comes up? Of course I do. But I explain to people that, you know, because you always hear the word, it's a gift. It's a gift. Well, if you're an artist, if you're a singer, it's a gift also. If you're uh, an officer, that's your gift. Like if you're so people have a hard time sometimes. And I did it first, you know, charging for my services because people go, oh, it's a gift. You should give it away, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's energy, and it's extremely draining. It's a gift for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's exhausting. <laughs> well, I explained to them. I'm like, did you pay for cable? They're like, yeah. I said, I'm cable. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, I you got the antenna, <laughs> and if you want to get I mean, to my channel. <laughs> and I explained to people, you're not paying for the time. You're paying for the experience. I've been doing this my whole life, and it's extremely draining. It's very taxing on your mind, your body, and your spirit at times. Right. I mean, you know I have to take breaks. I'm actually going to be taking a little bit of time off and next week because I just need some downtime. Um, yes, I had it through the quarantine, but it was different. <laughs> right, so, right. Well, well and we're still I'm, kind of there, though, yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. And, well, yeah, and also I'm sure there's a lot of people still calling you up. They're, oh no! Uh, I, I'm yeah. uncertain about things because there's they a are. lot of uncertainty right now. Of so course. they're texting you like, "Hey, can we get on the phone?" You know. Yes, so there are people really that like to monopolize my time. <laughs> you got a break from the office, but you didn't really get no. a break from the media. That's the well. You know, it's true. But I explain to people like the hardest thing, as you know, as a sensitive, because I know that you are, Miss Lauren. <laughs> um, we don't. It's we have a hard time setting boundaries sometimes. Yes. Because we want to help everybody and we right. want to do, but we realize we can't. Um, as I've gotten older, when I turned 40 a few years ago, I know I'm giving my age away, but that's okay. And I was like able to finally say no and mean it. And, and, but I still have my moments where I'm like, Oh, I don't want to do that. Should I do that? Oh, you know, but right. Lauren, you, know, you need to be writing this down. I, I am really paying. She's, she's, she's actually kind of the younger version of me. She really <laughs> is. But it makes sense. Cause I know, I know this too. You're a Taurus, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Yeah, we have a whole. Actually, you got a whole lot of Earth in we here. Have a whole Capricorn, Taurus, Taurus. Taurus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get Absolutely. out of here, Hugh. I, well, that's the thing. Like, you, I'll forget people's names, but I'll remember. Like, if I their ask sign. their birthday. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I know everybody forget. in Tampa Bay comedy's astrological sign at this right? point, and everyone's like, "What is wrong with you?" I'm like, "Well, I'm either a little bit crazy, or I'm just a little bit into astrology." A little bit. Just a little bit. A lot of it, probably. A lot of it. So, uh, what, Rain, what's the difference between like when someone is a psychic and someone's a medium? You know, it's different for each individual. Once again, for me, um, the word psychic, I actually don't like the term psychic because right. it's just, you know, ugh. I like the, the term oracle or a seer. Ooh, I like um, you know, and well, you you hear a lot about you know an, an oracle is actually the word oracle and seer are both in the Bible. Mm -hmm. um, I don't, I'm not a religious person by any means, but you know, so it's just more or less prediction and prophecy. And you know, I you know I I prophesize things. I see things before they tend to happen. So I see a lot of past, present, and future energy. And you know, there's always free will, and I explain that to people. But a we're not easy to change. Okay, so when things happen, they go, "Oh my God, rain! It happened!" Blah blah blah. I'm like, 
you didn't make the changes, you know? Right. So, and people go, oh, that's just you guessing. And this, I'm like, really? Okay. So I guess I just guessed that this person was going to actually get divorced on this time frame and this and that, you know? Right. So like I said, you're always going to have your people that, you know, are, are skeptic and that's totally cool. Right. I don't, it's not my job to con- kind of convince them otherwise. I'm not saying that there aren't people out there that are full of shit because there are. Oh, there's, I, there are uh, tons of charlatans. Yeah, and I was are. telling John and Lauren before it breaks we, I, we my heart. invited it you really, on. It breaks my heart though. I said I've had I, I've had lots of readings mm-hmm. from various whether they did tarot whether they do channeling mm-hmm. and there's only three people I've ever met and I you know in the pagan community you come across a lot of people that proclaim that they're such or that they're empathic course, or telepathic right, right. whatever have psychic if abilities if I hear the word empath one more time I know it's just empath it's that bugs you too. Oh my god! It gets under my skin. I'm yeah. such an empath. No, bitch, you're sensitive. No, stop. You have feelings. We all <laughs> yeah, can pick up exactly. on things. That's just. Yeah. I'm not trying to sound mean or you know, no, but no, I'm no. just so. It's such an overused word. That's yeah, it's become bastardized a little bit in the <laughs> sense. It's go. just like yeah, everyone's yeah. an empath. It's like well, at some point we all are empaths yeah. to some degree. Exactly. Right? It's not even my strongest ability, but you know, I will literally go into a place and I'm like, oh my god, my stomach hurts, and then I'll turn to the and I'm like, I'm like, can you keep it to yourself? Yeah. <laughs> so, so um, I mean, obviously, you know, like that's annoying. But how do you feel about uh, people that are just outright frauds? Like when you look, like look at those idiots. Why do you on, think I work on my own on TV? Mm. <laughs> like you know, the, who are the guys that are on TV? Like the famous guys that are on TV. Um, and like the Psychic Friends Network. No, I mean, I'm talking about like the guys. Oh, oh, Mark Frazier or like Teresa Caputo. Yeah. Teresa's actually real. I've met Teresa. I've met. You know, it depends on who you ask, but like. Um, I met her briefly a long time ago. Um, I met Sylvia years ago. Um, I met John, you know, like John said, Edwards. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, just crossing their paths and everything like that. And other little gatherings, little spiritual gatherings and very nice people. I've never, for me, I don't need the validation and the notoriety. It's not my thing. Like right. I said, this is the first time I'm ever even doing a podcast. Yeah. I mean, I, and I just want to say thank you again for coming oh, on because I know I this is your first it. time. You. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, we, this particular podcast, it's kind of like we talk about different fringe mm-hmm. topics and you know I was like well mediumship is interesting people don't really know about it they don't it. know what it means yeah and so there I, is a difference between a medium and a psychic like yeah. a psychic really is more like you said it's a fortune teller it's yes. somebody that's telling you that it's prophesizing in the future but a medium also don't I feel call like me a fortune teller <laughs> yeah I, well I'm just I'm not saying you're a fortune teller I'm just saying people associate the terminology yes, psychic do. with I a just, fortune yeah, teller yeah I'm not a big and fan of the and that's not what you really do no well, when, I mean when I think of the term but before I knew what it was mm-hmm. when I thought of the term mediumship I thought of like those like old like uh, 1940s like lady with a crystal ball and a hockey stick me. under the table no that's not me <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah she's not table not tipping no like the, I'm not table pushes a button and the cabinet's no. open and, I mean <laughs> Ray's not that tall so the hockey <laughs> stick would have to be very short exactly. it would be very tiny and my table at my office is literally like this big <laughs> yeah and there's nothing covering it no. so yeah exactly. she's not trying to do no you know no. Uh, that's charlatan what I, that, well, I mean that's what I used to think of you know like those And there were people, absolutely, like I said, you know, um, occultism and spiritualism, you know, were very, very popular and they still are, um, especially with like Helena Blavatsky and everything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's... Does it stem from somewhere? Do I feel like a lot of those people really did have the ability? I do. And I feel like, unfortunately, they... um, Oh, what is the word? They... I can't think of the word. Hmm. It's stumping me. They, They kind of... Propa- like um, Profitized? No, not profitized. Um, it, it just became so out of control. Like like the TV 
mediums too. Like they, okay. yeah. Oh, so they became oh. En- enveloped in more of the notoriety yes. aspect than the actual yes. practice yeah, itself. They're, the they're putting on a stage show. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, and that tends to like, you know, like I know many platform readers, uh, many readers who, What's you know, a platform reader, a platform reader or a platform medium would be somebody who actually, Oh, um, like an audience. Yes. Okay. So they would actually have like a big, I can't. And people go, why? I'm like, it's too overwhelming for me. Oh. I like, the most I usually do, I don't do gallery reading. You'll hear platform readers or gallery readers. Mm-hmm. I don't like big galleries at all because it's so overwhelming to me. And it's just, for my, my thing is, I like the, the personal experience. Like I said, sometimes I'll have, like, do maybe, like, a little family, like, four people tops, you know, six people tops. But I don't like gallery readings because it's so overwhelming. And I want everybody yeah. to have the individual experience. Right. And, you know, there's some readers who prefer being gallery readers and platform and they're able to handle that energy or they're you know have a whole bunch of people come and just kind of you know that's their thing it's not my thing so no. are there times where you'll have people come to you that you just cannot read all the time for them? and Absolutely. then what i i turn away how do you probably explain that to people I explain to them that I'm not going to make up shit. I'm, I explain to them that it's nothing to do with them. It just means we're not connecting. And when I, you say connecting, for people that don't understand, what does that mean for you? You are not. I won't get anything. Like I said, I won't even attend. Could to it be the cards. person, maybe yeah, it, themselves? Like mm-hmm. you just don't. You're you're getting some bad vibes. Well, or... you know, I used to go against that, which is not good to do. And like because I I was afraid of as Tauruses, we have a habit of people pleasing. Mm. Um, so <laughs> a, a little bit. Okay. So when like how much are you trying to please us to come on tonight? No, I'm just like, no. <laughs> if I didn't want to come, I wouldn't. No, I know. I'm, I'm just fucking with you. So, um, I, I mean, I turn away multiple people and, you know, I feel really bad because sometimes they have to wait a week, maybe two weeks for a session. Mm-hmm. But I explain to them, I'm like, do you want something that's real or do you want something that's made up? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I apologize. I'm not getting anyone through. I'm Nothing's coming up. That doesn't mean they don't want to talk to you. That means they don't want to talk to me. Mm-hmm. And right. so, you know, yes, do some of them get disappointed? Yeah, I've had some people that are like, that will get really pissed off. But I'll refer them to somebody else that I know is legitimate um, and, and and I'd say nine times out of ten, they're able to go to that other person and have a great session with them. Um, there's so, a lot. Of, yeah. I'm sorry. Go just ahead. curiosity. Mm-hmm. When we talk about spirit, yes. What? How will you? How do you best portray the idea of what happens when somebody is passed on? Is it? Are you connecting with them as consciousness, as their conscious self, or are you just connecting with? Like the remnants of their energy within this plane, how That's how would you question. best That's explain? Really, that really, that. For me, I feel that it is actually their physical, like their actual esoteric energy, their actual spiritual soul being. Mm-hmm. And people ask, you're like, you know, then you talk about like reincarnation. For me, I firmly feel that when somebody is reincarnate, there's still that impression energetically, like kind of like the energy splits. And a part of them comes back through that needs to relearn the lessons that they didn't learn when they were physically here. And then a part of them tends to stay behind. Not always. Um, suicides are very difficult. Tragic passings are very difficult. Um, you know, it, it's, they will sometimes, you know, I explain to people, I do not like anyone to set up a session immediately after somebody transitions. And I will actually have had people try to do that and I'll feel it and I'll sense it. And I'm like, no, so no, because um, you're in the act well, of breathing what process. would be the reasoning for yeah, that? What's the problem there? In what sense? If, like, if they just had a bad passing or they were yeah. suicidal. Because or... they're just, they're really... They're so overly emotional, and then I will feel that emotion too. The spirit too. or the, the 
the, the person per- oh, who's the usually the okay. querent. Oh, yes. Okay. So, like, you know, it's a combination of both. You know, it's, you know, or they're not going to get a clear reading or it might be too soon for a spirit to come in. Because we can't guarantee who, what, or when is going to come in. Mm. We just can't. So when I sit down, I more or less kind of close my eyes and I do my little spiritual mantra asking the Ascended Masters, asking the angels, asking, you know, Mother Earth and Father Sky, you know, asking the elements to bring forward who's meant to come forward. It's like a little door opens to the other side. You know, and then people always ask, they're like, do you believe in God? I'm like, oh, here we go with the religious thing. (laughs) And I'm like, look, for me... It is, there is that other spiritual world, okay? But do I believe in the concept or the Christian concept of heaven and hell? I do not. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe in angels, and people go, wow, how? Because angels have nothing to do with religion. So I will see in sense like Archangel Michael's presence around somebody or Archangel Raphael's I was going to ask you, what other, are, what other um, things do you incorporate into your mediumship? For me, I, I'm... Like, I, do you work with guides on a, yes. on a regular basis? Do you is have your own master? guide, or I is do. it an actual... Archangel, is it, or is it my your own spirit personal? guides? Actually, my spirit guides came to me very young in age. Um, so, Pythia is actually one of my spirit guides, and Pythia actually was an oracle of Delphi. Okay, oh, okay, cool. so I, I, I was always. And I thought maybe it had to do with the fact that I was raised around snakes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I've sense. always I've always had a connection with them. And people go, oh, that's kind of weird. I'm like, well, I'm kind of weird. <laughs> so what does a spirit guide do exactly? They just give me information. They, you know, they kind of, for me, it's like that conscious. You'll hear like, you know, people think it's your subconscious or, you know, for me, I just have always been able to sense things. And then. I would always feel this other presence and this word would always come to me and my other guide is actually Enoch, which is the human form of uh, Metatron and Sandalphon. So Which are archangels yeah, for, archangels. for yeah. people yeah. that may okay. not yeah. know. For those that aren't yeah. up on their uh, lesser key of Solomon. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I and people go, Wow, really? And I'm like, Yes. Yeah. So I've just always either seen these words or had a connection. I was raised around with a lot of pythons actually my whole life. And people like go, That's kind of interesting. I'm like, I just have always had a connection with it. And that's why I have connection with the oracle aspect of it. You know, from very young, I've been drawn. You'll hear about crystal children. I've, I've worked with crystals or and star stones. seeds. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, which have all become very, you know, you know, the <laughs> metaphysical esoteric world has become very popular. <laughs> There's probably a lot of things we're talking about in a yeah. in a casual See, context that a lot of people me. don't know because yeah. we're used to we're the used whole to it. realm. Like, yeah. I've an entire t- podcast just on exactly. Yes. I used to run two. I had two metaphysical shops, and Rain's mm-hmm. a medium and has worked in metaphysical shops. So, like, this is kind of used to be. You know, more... the word medium for me when people really ask the difference between when you had said like psychic and medium. Right. A medium is literally the conduit between the living and the dead who are able to communicate. They just sense them. I live next door to a funeral home. How's that work for you? Okay, so (laughs) it's when I'm communicating with spirits, it's just like talking to you guys. It's nothing, you know, like, oh, you know, because I've been doing it my whole life. I will see them too, yes. All the time or just some of the time? No, depends on where you're at. Like, um, for instance, a spirit for me, like I said, they can come through a little bit hazy. Sometimes they'll come through a little shadowy. Sometimes they'll come through like looking like a full and human. It's just an energy they give off where I'm like, oh, you're not physically here. Are you ah. picking up anything within this the this house? Yeah, well, I explained to your wife when I came in. Like, Oh, so, tell us. We need to know. Yeah, yeah. So this was very she interesting. She did the pre-interview. Yeah, we didn't uh, even know you were talking to Leah Yeah, out there. we were talking to Leah. And it was so interesting because the word Amy kept coming up. And she goes, oh, I just talked to my friend Amy. <laughs> So I was like, okay. And then I, when I came in, I, 
wasn't sure because I saw the other two dogs and I kept feeling something around my legs that wasn't physically there. And then I kept hearing when um, she put the one dog away, I kept hearing a dog running around with, and I kept hearing dog, dog tags. Look, yeah, yeah, we're, like we're the, getting yeah, a lot of collar. that lately. Um, so animals, we're animals. So it makes sense. Everything's energy based in that regard. So I was feeling that. And then I don't know who owned the house before you, but- I don't either. Okay, I, I will let you know it's either this property or the one next door. So I, there is an older gentleman who keeps, you know, hanging around, and I feel like he had a heart attack either on the property. Mm. Could uh, be. So it's, you know, the energy in the neighborhoods, it's it's kind of rough, as you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's heavier, so, but it's not, like, the energy of the house is not bad at all. No, I never feel scared here, no. but there's there's definitely Yeah, some... there's something moving your shit around. There's, yeah. there's no there's... answer to <laughs> yeah. I watched it happen in the living room. Yeah, what? it happens, no, it happens oh, here? all the time. The picture, yeah, the picture on the one, one little oh, shelf, yeah, it actually move. moved yeah, over. There's... Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah, like I told you before, we had the cabinet open it up and yeah. wine glasses yeah. jump out. She just, it's just, you know, some spirits just want the attention. Um, a lot of times... Well, do you think it's more prevalent for somebody that can actually, they can see and, and maybe communicate and they can get your attention actually, easier? Actually, they just kind of like to fuck with you sometimes. Seriously. Spirit really? is not... You know, it, it's, it's different for each person, but like I said, for me... It's, you know, they're exactly how they were a lot of times than they were when they were physically here. So I've had spirits come through cursing at loved ones. I've had, <laughs> and I'm like, look, your husband, he's, you know, like a, a lady a couple weeks ago, um, I was just like, he's extremely colorful. He keeps cussing. This is his favorite word. And she was just like, oh my God, it's him. And <laughs> you know, and I'm like, how am I going to say to my client that, you know, your husband's favorite word is the C word. And yeah, so I was kind of like, even me, who's not usually like that. I'm like, I just say what I say. You're from, like, but you're from Philly I'm a girl. Philly girl. Absolutely. You're afraid to say the C word as a no. Philly girl? No. Oh, no. I'll no. say cunt all day long. <laughs> there's no, yeah, there's no Sorry, but I'm sorry for my clients out there. I have some older clients. Sorry, We're letting you guys. loose here tonight they on the podcast. They know. They know. Yeah. I do my own videos you know, on my you, page. When you watch the video, you got to click to to show that you know that there's going to be a No, my, my clients know, and that's the point. But my clients know, like, what you see is what you get with me. Like, I... Um, I don't change my personality based on who I'm working with. That that they know that I cuss a lot. They know that. That's I come why from I love her because I'm from Jersey. We <laughs> that's right. Come from up in that that's area. That's right. My husband's from Jersey. What? Yeah. <laughs> Represent in the house. Exactly. So, uh, when you when you're doing a reading, yes. uh, Do you ever get um? Do you ever get like an entity communicating with you that is like that uh, I don't want, or that you don't want, or is that, or it's even like trying to like uh, be an imposter, yes. like pretend that yes. they're the 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 person that you're trying um, to talk to, and how how can you tell that that's happening? How can you tell you're getting bad information or a trickster spirit is messing with you or well, something? Well, not necessarily when I'm doing a mediumship reading like that. I will have negative spirits that might have that need to become absolved by the person I'm reading for. And what I mean by that is sometimes spirits that were extremely abusive when they were physically here will sometimes try to come into a session and I will ask the person or I'll bring it up to them and then I'll kind of shut down the communication and be like, no, you're not a, you're not welcome here. This so person doesn't want you. So if it's somebody that says... Have I had like poltergeists? Have I had okay. shadow people? Absolutely. Because there's like I said, there's good and bad with everything or negative and positive with everything. Um, I Like I said, I was traumatized a lot in my teens like where a lot of, you know... Um, What's Amy's last name? Amy Adams. What, what is Amy's last name? Oh, God. I can't think of it offhand. 
Amy. She does the dead files. Oh. Oh. Oh, well, on TLC. Sure. Yeah. I, I can't remember her. I don't I, know her yeah. last name. Yeah, I, I, it's not. It's eluding me. But I, I people can her look it up. Amy. Yeah, her name's Amy. Well, she actually like she picks up a lot of that heavier energy, and you know I will too in certain areas. Like you know, people always ask because you'll hear the word empath, and you'll hear, and a lot of uh, psychics and mediums they're not very social outside of their work, and people go, well, why? And I'm like, that's their choice. I'm extremely social. I've trained myself to put myself in uncomfortable situations so I won't be that awkward, weird, withdrawn person. So when I hear a lot of people, because like I said, they're shielding and there's people that will, have I been jumped before? I have. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you'll hear a lot about trans mediumship also. And that's when somebody actually has the spirit come into them and they let the person so you ever see the, the movie ghost oh yeah, yeah. okay yeah. when Whoopi Ger- goldberg has the you know the spirit jump her yeah. you endanger girl mm-hmm. <laughs> is that what she says yes okay so when the spirit actually when you know orlando that spirit well that's the whole thing is a spirit will jump you if they're not getting your attention will it always happen no i was actually doing a workshop on crystals um one time, and I actually started immediately channeling when I put this crystal on that one of my other students brought. And it was, was lovely. She actually gifted me the crystal, and I still have it. It's a John of God crystal um, or Tools of Evolution crystal, which are very expensive. And it's very pretty. But another session I was doing, and all of a sudden, I started completely talking, I guess, Chinese. And I don't know Chinese. <laughs> wow. And um, one of my the people in the, the, the classroom, was she was Asian. And apparently it was her father. who Interesting. So, do, you, do you have a memory of this? or is this I don't remember. I was told to, to me okay. afterwards. Yeah, I have no memory of it. A lot of times, sometimes I'll get like an energetic impression when it does happen. It doesn't happen too often, mm-hmm. but it has happened. So to get back to like living near a funeral home, because okay. um, it's a funeral home and a crematorium, <laughs> it's not the spirit so much it's I can't it's harder for me to be around it when the funerals are going on because it's the emotions from the people that are attending okay um, a lot of times sometimes the spirits that will come through I live on the whole other side of the house away from them and there's a big parking lot so there's space between us but I'll go outside on the patio and the snack and I'll just kind of see something kind of walk towards me or you know people ask they're like do they come through scary some of them do some of them will come through um, like car accidents and stuff, I have physically seen like them in that form also. Oof. It's yeah, it's. Really Do you ever tough. feel compelled to go to the nursing home to like console the people that are dealing with the pain? I mean, I, I would yes. think that would be a hard thing to not do. One of my clients, one of my long. It's funny that you mentioned that. Uh, one of my longtime clients, um, her name was Kay. Um, she actually requested that I was there with her in hospice when she transitioned. Oh, wow. oh really? Yes. So I. Actually, um, went. my husband took me, um, and I went and spent time with her, and she was already, of course, under, and she, I, you know, was with her, I did some Reiki work on her, I was, you know, and, um, but she was a tough cookie, and she lasted, like, three days after that, but she still, like, she requested her son to make sure that I was there with her, so I've done that a couple times, like, gone to, and, you know, other people, um, because I know sometimes I'll see on Facebook you'll share, like, you need some time. Because, like, yeah. you'll, you'll know. Like, you have, like, yeah. certain totems or things that mm-hmm. pop up. And a totem could be, like, an animal representation yes. or symbolic gesture mm-hmm. of sorts that you might recognize with uh, impeding death. Yes. 
Um, like I knew the day my mom was going to pass. I knew the day my grandfather was going to pass. Mm-hmm. Um, and people ask how I'm like, we don't usually get information like that for ourselves, but I've just, I, where the Clara Cognizance kicked in, I've always said my mom was going to pass the day before her birthday. And she did. Mm-hmm. And she passed literally seven years to the day I moved to Florida. Hmm. So she passed on the same date. Um, I said flat out that my grandfather was going to pass on Halloween, and he did. Um, my stepdad just recently passed away uh, suddenly. Yeah. And, um, you know, so another holiday. <laughs> and, like, I, I knew that they were going to transition young in life. And, you know, he went through a lot. But uh, that was the hardest thing. Like, I was on the phone with his girlfriend as he was transitioned. And I told her, I said, he's he's gone. You know, I talked to him a couple of days before that, and I was just like, I, I felt, I told my husband, I said, I think this is the last time I'm going to speak to my dad. Mm. And so, I mean, it was really hard, um, but it's, he lived a very tumultuous life. He lived a lot of pain, ups and downs, um, was, you know, really kind of lost himself when my mom passed and then, you know, got himself back. And, you know, so he's been through a lot. So he's, at, for me, he's at peace, you know? And, you know, so when I see that for people, I'm like, they're at peace. It's interesting that your birthday is when it is because the tattoo on my arm, actually, this one here. Okay. okay and this what is, is that? The, this is Theban. It says Juliet, the young lady who this tattoo belongs to. January fifteenth was her birthday. January fifteenth. That's I. I, mm. I'm, I always. I like all the time. I meet people. Is that your that birthday, birthday, John? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you just you randomly knew his birthday. It just I just. Yeah. Well, I told her. No. Before. Oh, you told her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you okay. It. Oh, I didn't know. you No, I felt it. that he was an Earth sign, but no, he mentioned it. Oh, no. Yeah. She she asked me before. She said uh, uh, someone was telling her. Probably. I my keep hearing. Yeah. So a woman keeps it's saying a, that his that yeah, he's I was, his mother's I was birthday gift. Mother's birthday gift, and that's. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm curious sure. if, if there's a like what it feels like when someone transitions like like if you like you can feel that that change. It's different like for me um sometimes the body gets colder like the energy gets colder it gets a little bit um sometimes some people's energy starts getting stagnant. So like when my mom was transitioning um, I knew, like, she held on. Like, it took me over six hours to get back to Philadelphia. I got the last plane, the last seat on the plane. I I, I had to fly to Miami, Miami, to Detroit, Detroit, to Philadelphia. Oh. And she, like, so I believe that spirits will wait for you um, when they're meant to. And then I believe people who are there are meant to be there. No one dies alone. No one. Because they have their guides that come to them oh. and so forth. But the physical change, like, I was going through the door and I immediately said to my brothers, I'm like, she's, she's, she's going. And like shortly, like, cause she greeted me her, mm-hmm. like it was like, so her energy already greeted me. So she was already in between both energies, both worlds. Oh wow. Okay. So I immediately, and I was holding her hand when she transitioned mm-hmm. and, um, it was interesting. My brother had let go of her hand and I was holding her other hand and she took, she had one little tear roll down her face and took a breath and that was it. And the nurse was even like, she waited for you. Like they know because my mom kept looking up at the clock. She couldn't speak, but she kept saying my name, which is my given name is Christina or Chrissy. And she kept looking up and she's just like, she wouldn't let them give them the shot. She wouldn't let them get the drip. She's like, no, she cooked, she kicked my uncles. Like, (laughs) so, oh yeah, like they will know. And well, um, there's tons of the, the people that work in hospices and hospitals hospitals and stuff they like, know they, they see most this of them stuff are the empaths time. though like that's the yeah. whole thing a lot of people who work in the, not everybody they call them like end of life doulas yes mm-hmm. no one 
like not everybody is meant to be a medium or a psychic, but they will utilize their abilities in other ways. A lot of times it's nurses, it's doctors, it's people, you know, who just have that sensitivity. Like I commend, you know, um, end of life workers and, and, you know, or, you know, or hospice care workers, because a lot of people are afraid of death. And, and it's interesting, like, um, I have a lot of like little, like I don't drive and people ask me why I'm like, you do not want me behind the wheel of a car. No. Um, but I tend to see spirit out of my peripheral vision a lot of the time. So it's always, and I've been in a lot of car accidents. So it's just for oh, me. I almost crashed because of a ghost one time. Yeah. I heard spirit. I, yeah, I used to deliver papers, so okay. driving in the middle of the night. And you see a lot of interesting shit. <laughs> and one walked out. That's kind of how my husband found out that I was, yeah. That's one, oh, really? Yeah. It was oh, middle wow. of the night. One walked out in front of me, and I had to slam on the brakes or whatever, but then obviously nothing happened to it when I hit it, and it was just gone. I was like, oh, crap. Okay, I almost crashed the damn car. So, for, like, my husband was a complete skeptic when we first started dating. Oh, so Absolutely. he wasn't buying it at all. No, he was complete skeptic. And we would, you know, I, I was like, how am I going to come out to this guy that, you know, he had come heard out. stories. Yeah. How am I going to come, come out? out? Oh, my God. Come out of the spiritual closet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, he didn't know that I was, a, you know, a witch. And he didn't know that I was a psychic medium. Right. So, like I said, once again, at that time, I had kind of taken a little bit of a hiatus. And I was like, how am I going to tell him? I have to, you know. And, you know, so it just, he would hear me, like, kind of saying things to myself. And say, you know, but I wasn't talking to myself. And he just was sensing. And I just started telling him things about his brother who had been deceased for a while and because he would come to me and I'm like who is this person this is how it looks this is the date and he was like there's no way you would know that and then we were driving in the car and he actually saw somebody sitting in the back seat oh yeah so he was like what the fuck so (laughs) that's kind of how and then he's always now because we've been together almost 16 years he just we have that psychic link, like he, like his own psychic awareness. I like, I tend to be an amplifier as, you know, Hugh knows like when I've taught workshops and stuff, I am like a crystal. So I tend to amplify other people Mm. and I actually have a gift for all you guys that I brought for you. Oh, I did. Gifts. I did. Witchy gifts. I love gifts. Actually, I have a gift for you too, darling. What? Because you know, every time I see it, I I got it. He's very generous. Um, I have a. Um, we have somebody in our chat asking some questions. Yeah, we have a couple of. Yeah. Um, if you don't mind, somebody asked. They're just curious to know: Do clients have to be in the same location for you to get a proper reading? Sometimes. Yeah. No. Um. Okay. So that was. I do phone and video. Um. That was from Oddity seventy seven. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm not sure. There's a couple of other questions in there. I think sure. one is a joke question. <laughs> well, yeah, because this is kind of, we do a care. comedic yeah. slant totally, too. Yeah, yeah, that's totally cool. Yeah. Will, yeah. Car- will Carney Wilson make a comeback this year? <laughs> was that from Uncle, is that from Sue? Uh, no, I don't think that's Sue. No, no, Susan, Susan. Look, is, uh, she sucked else. then and she sucks now, so. <laughs> <laughs> so no. Don't you know, things will change. No, the fact that. that somebody mentioned Carney, because I have a whole, bit about Carney Wilson. That's probably somebody that somebody that knows me because the joke (laughs) No, it's like I was making fun of the fact that her name is Carney Wilson and translated from Spanish to English literally means Meet Wilson. Meet Wilson. Yeah, I mean it's the only person I know that's named after a keto friendly diet. (laughs) Nice. 
And then I did that joke at Coconuts one night, and I, and some guy was like, some drunk old man was sitting in the corner of the room. He's like, I love Cardi Wilson. And he was like in his 50s. I'm like, all right, everybody give it up for Cardi Wilson's biggest fan here at Coconut. He's like, I got her CD in my car. And I'm like, all right, guys. So it kind of was like one of those like, you know, serendipitous moments. Um, let's see what else we got. Hog. Hog ghost, John? Oh That's no, your... that I, is that a joke? Because I was talking about uh, almost almost hitting the uh, spirit when I was delivering papers. <laughs> I actually oh. I actually did hit live hogs. Oh, yeah, oh. he broke his hand. Oh. oh. Yeah. Okay, so these are actually titanium quartz. Ooh. Okay, oh, wow. so I'm gonna give each of them. So the whole thing with you know. Um, titanium quartz, it's, it's kind of a newer thing. It, they are quartz crystals, but they are treated with uh, titanium. So these are kind of like flame aura quartz, mm -hmm. our rainbow aura, and they're wonderful. And they tend to amplify a little bit more. So they're good to kind of carry on you if you're feeling like very – like fatigued. Um, like you get fatigued a lot. Can I get like yep. 70 of them? Right. Give me like 12 <laughs> kilos of those. I just got these from a lovely lady. Um, her name is Nicole, and she runs an online shop, and it's Divine Gems mm. and um, D-E-V. Uh, divine and she's got great stuff and like I said I love these pieces and I just got them in and you know and I'm glad I was like oh I, they came in in time because I wanted to I use them for um, I do a lot of like uh, like I work a lot with crystals and stones and things of that sort. And, you know, I was like, you know what? Let me bring these with. And they just came in this morning. So, oh, perfect. Yeah. Perfect timing. timing. So you get to choose one. I actually do want that one for her. So okay. you get to Yay. choose between I was, these two. I was going to take this one anyway. Okay, Hugh, that's for you. <laughs> thank, thank you. So much. This is the nicest thing ever. Okay. Yeah, thank so you. This is my stuff. They're well, beautiful. This is a good time to talk about uh, how exact, like, how does uh, crystal work? Well, like, when you're working with crystals, how does that. Uh, help with the readings. Okay, so for me, I tend to do what's called lithomancy, and lithomancy is stone reading. It's an ancient form of divination. You don't hear about it as often. Okay. Um, so you hear about casting the bones. Mm -hmm. Well, mm -hmm. I cast stones. So oh, okay. Okay. I, I'm, I am versed in many forms of divination also to help along with the reading. So for instance, if somebody's just kind of coming for like, uh, like more like a shits and giggle reading or just right. kind of wanted to see things, I can definitely prophesize from that. I can do a reading for anybody mm. but if I'm not getting some kind of like psychic connection to them or like a seer's connection I don't really like like to a divinatory them. reading yes. versus an actual mediumship yeah. channeling not, from I a, don't for, do mediumship right. for everybody my right. mediumship um, so for instance I identify more like I said as the oracle or a seer right. with mediumship abilities mm. right okay. so, <laughs> so right. not everybody gets the mediumship no no like I said like I said because I'm not it's extremely draining right um Spirits are very particular. They choose you. I have to have a connection with my clients and my querent, being a date, being um, a name, being, you know, just a, an area. So I'd say nine times out of ten, once again, when I'm reading for somebody, I have to have some kind of energetic connection to them for me to understand the information that is coming through. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, when I see my brothers, there's usually a connection with one of their names or a connection with one of their birth months. So okay. they're coming through with things that are familiar to your yes. memories. Okay. Yes. That we are do, familiar to me. I do have a couple questions that sure. have come in here, if you don't mind me asking. Um, Lisa Pietro7 says, I'm curious about uh, Rain's candle blessings. Ah. They've helped, and I'm grateful for them, but I'm always curious how the blessing works, I guess. I don't know how else to ask. Okay. Oh. So... Um, what I do is I am a I, I like to refer to myself more as a the two words usually don't mesh, but I'm a metaphysical witch. So what that means is I 
do a lot of esoteric work metaphysically, and then I do a lot of spell work witchcraft-wise. So I'm kind of a combination of both, and I do a lot of candle magic and candle work. So what I do is usually each full moon and new moon, I will actually, um, people will contact me about intention candles that I do. I bless them, anoint them, charge them up, carve different symbolisms based on their intentions, and then I burn them for them. And then I do um, more as um, pyromancy, Okay, where I actually explain to them what I'm seeing within the flames of their particular that's candle. That's a form of divination yes. through the flame of a candle. it's another form of divination. And divination is basically just um, foresight. Yes. Or foreseeing. Okay, and seromancy, which is more or less the wax itself. Oh. Okay. Reading the wax? Reading okay. the wax. Reading okay. how the wax melts? Yes. Okay. Okay, It'll sometimes in a shape. Sometimes, like I said, it's a combination. It's different for each person, but it's hard to explain because... I might read cards differently than Lauren does. Right. Um, yes, you have your little booklet, but mm-hmm. your intuition is the first and foremost thing. So to answer her question, it's I use different oils, different herbs, different intent, like different energetic emotion and, and blessing upon each candle to help assist them with what their intentions are. When I think to fully understand the concept of a blessing or bringing something into fruition through ceremony or through magic, magic. the mm-hmm. concept of, of low magic or um, magic. Sympath- they Sym- call it sympathetic magic, yep. which mm-hmm. is basically you're taking a symbol of something and that is representing your ultimate desire, desire. what it is you're yes. trying to bring forth and manifest into reality. Absolutely. And the concept behind that from an esoteric standpoint or from a spiritual standpoint is that you have created this symbolic piece yep. in this form, in this reality, and therefore it now exists. Yep. And you are basically breathing air. You're giving breath, breath to, to this it. idea. Yes. So that's that's. It's that's how I look at any form of like spiritual working that's non-ceremonial. Yes. And when I say ceremonial, I mean... Ceremonial magic could be like, you know, Catholic mass can be considered. It's tr- well, it's the oh, truth because they, magic. well, it's the same thing of once again, you going to a Catholic church and lighting a candle. Right. Okay. The it's priests are taking millions, the communion and getting of absolved. people do that every day. Yeah. Right. It's, it's a birthday candle. So people don't understand. That's how it actually was created. When you, so that, you know, people go, oh, that is a pagan right, people, just to let you know. When you're blowing, <laughs> when you're out, blowing out, out that, on making the birthday a wish on your cake. cake yeah. That stems from somewhere. That is literally sympathetic magic Absolutely, on a fundamental it level. Yes, mm-hmm. it so. is. So to answer her question, um, you know, people ask all the time, well, does it work? I'm like, if you believe in it, then it will. And that's the whole thing. People go, well, what do you mean? I'm like, if you don't believe in something, if you're automatically going to shut it down. So I'm very particular who I do my spell work for. Mm-hmm. I'm very selective with it. I don't just do it for anyone. I've turned many people away once again because they wanted it for the wrong reasons. Right. Okay. Now, people ask me all the time about hexing and cursing and all that other stuff, too. Look. I'm Bitch, I'll sh- throw your ass in a jar. You right. fuck with me, huh? I will, do, I will do a sour jar in a split motherfucking second if I have to. But not for other people. No, no. No, I mean, no, even no, no. I have. I have. It depends depending on, on the, the situation. How many jars you got on your your altar, Lauren? I'm actually really uh, timid about doing anything like that. I, I've I've never really. I've tried. only done it twice my whole life. I'm very I'm very well, very selective. This. I've done explain a little bit more. When you throw somebody in a jar, it's an old. It's just like a uh, it's like a it's slang kind of, term for yeah. basically putting someone in a in a. You're, you're shutting you're their energy down. Against yes, them. you. But it's this the whole thing. Is it a negative thing? Because we have a right to protect our energy and if protect you're re- ourselves. If it's a reciprocatory right thing, or I'm not like going to do. Like somebody a... look, even when I was younger, I'm not going to 
fucking put my ex boy. Oh my god, my ex boyfriend broke up with me. I'm gonna put. No, I'm yeah. not that. You know, that's like not if somebody me. is slandering you, for instance. There's a you, oh. like a simple way that you could, uh, if you wanted to. Oh, take... you want to go there? Huh? Well, anyway. I'm just gonna say, <laughs> if somebody was slandering you, you could go to the store, get a beef tongue. Yep. Stick it in a jar. Yep. Fill it with rusty nails, lemon juice, salt. Or vinegar, vinegar, yeah. menstrual blood. Yep. If you got it, bitch. In there, all the grossest <laughs> things you can think of, and, ba- and like I said, it's that is a symbolic gesture that you are breathing life into to prevent. To shut them you know, and if down. You, you might put pins in the tongue. You might wrap it up with twine. You might seal it. You yep. might take wax and seal the Absolutely. rim. I mean, there's and it's all symbolic because basically it's it's, it's almost a little like bit a, more hoodoo. It's kind of um, like working out. Like you're, you're just working this spiritual muscle. It's like, all right, I've done this. I'm done. This is now. People over. ask about that too. Like, do I prefer to do that kind of working? No, but while I do it out of protecting, you know, for instance, I've had a client who was in an extremely abusive situation where their partner was actually raping them. And I mean, it was bad. Yeah. And I, she just really could not escape. And I, you know, I was like, let me, you know, let's do this. We need to do this because this person needs to be shut down. I do a lot of more uh, karmic retribution spells. Mm. Um, and people go, what's that? I'm like, you more or less send the energy back to the person that they're going to get their karma sooner than later and try, you know, to kind of reverse the flow of energy that they're putting out to people because, you know, people go, well, is that your place? Well, when you're working in the magical world, you know, that's the whole thing. You have to be secure about the information that's coming through and the information that you put out And be out willing there. to put yourself, Absolutely. give a piece of yourself to that circumstance right. because you're that's also right. emitting karmic ripples that's into right. the universe like, with your own It's like work. tennis or ping pong. If somebody sends something your way and you send it back, yeah. that's not your yeah. fault. Yeah. Now, yeah. M- mind you, like I, all of these concepts seem very far-fetched, and, but in all, in reality, this what is our it world, truly though, yeah. boils down to is there are, there are people that believe that the concept of thought forms and the concept of of manifesting mm-hmm. something into a physical space has been created and there's been spiritual practices that have formed around that basic premise yeah. since the dawn of time and there's really you know it's it, and it's turned into various things um, we did have a couple other sure. questions I, I know we, I don't know how much longer we want to go we got a few more minutes okay sure, uh, the next question we have here is from uh, sent sent you sent you can spirit change their form when they present to you like a younger form or pre-accident form? Ooh, interesting. It's a good question. Pre-accident. So has anybody ever, like I guess what they're trying to say is has somebody come to you not in the sense of when they pass? So like a younger variation yes. of themselves. Okay. So I feel like what they mean, so for instance, um, that would be more like a prophecy. Okay, so it might not actually be their their actual spirit. It might be more their energy. So, for instance, um, like I knew my mom was going to transition when she did because her I fell asleep and she would come to me in my dreams and, and she'd be warning me that her time was coming. Oh. Okay, so I've actually had that okay. happen. I've had it happen with multiple people. So, for instance, most of the time with my sessions, I don't know. Like I'll know their name. That's about it, their first name. Um most of the time they just text me. Sometimes they'll shoot, you know, because you get that all the time. It's like, oh, you looked me up. Referrals a lot of No, times. I've had people go like, oh, you've looked me up. I'm like, dude, I do not have the time, the energy, the effort <laughs> to be looking you up. Like, get over yourself. But I understand because that's the time for, like, that's where we're in right now. But I'm like, you know, so, like I said, that's once again, people are going to be skeptics and that's cool. But most of the time it's just, like, I've had people under false names text me to schedule appointments. I've had people, you know, all kinds of stuff. So I've had spirit actually multiple times show up before the actual individual does. 
Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, like, I'll start okay. writing things down. Like, I'll start writing names down or energy down and have no clue. And, like, so sometimes in a session, when that energy starts coming through again, I'm like, are you connected to this person who is? So, yes, I've actually had spirit show up before the actual querent has. I've had some that won't leave me for days. Mm. Okay. But to answer that question, yes, I've had people's energy and, you know, more or less their, I don't wouldn't say it's their spirit, but it is, it, I, it's their energy that has come to me in dreams, giving me a warning. Mm. Okay. That either something's going to happen with them or, um, or, you know, that there's a sickness going on or, you know, like my mom. Like my Do you dad. think that could be like a, uh, someone's energy reaching out from like the future? Yeah. Like it's a prophecy. It's there. prophesizing. It's they're already there. It's happened to them. And now they're they're maybe subconsciously trying to reach back and warn I've, themselves I feel through so. you. Through, I've had that happen. Um, like I said, I knew the day um, with my mom. I knew the day with my grandfather. Um, you know, I knew the day kind of with my dad. Um, I just sensed that it was close and, um, you know, so it's very like, for instance, when you were talking about that, like I was 17 years old and I started seeing, uh, this older female lady who would constantly come to me and I was like, she felt familiar. Like I didn't know my dad's side of the family until much later. I didn't meet my real father until I was 33 and I had three brothers also. And my one brother actually is a born again evangelical pastor. Oh, wow. Interesting. So- <laughs> So we're very different, but we help people in different ways. Um, You're not showing up to Sunday service. With no, your I actually on. no, I actually did go to his church one time oh, really? when I went to visit. Yeah, nice. and he introduced me. I'm like I'm the oldest. I'm the only girl, and I have five younger brothers. And um, so I went to his church, and you know I'm, I'm you know dressed in black, and yeah, I did the whole kind of cover in the arms thing a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I'm trying to be respectful. Like I said, he's um, he loves his God. He loves what he does. You know, it was so funny because he would uh, proselytize a little bit. And my stepmom was like, um, that's interesting. I just said something. I, I'm seeing, I'll get back to that. <laughs> so my stepmom was like, look, she's just as devout as you are in her belief. So just, just don't do it. <laughs> That she like stood up she's like they're that. very Christian like said no my brother's awesome like my stepmom Pam she's wonderful um she's also a Taurus I I keep getting a dr- I think you might have the same birthday April 29th that's her birthday oh, wow. <laughs> I'm like I keep being told to talk about her and I'm being told to look at you yeah. so that's the connection but that's my stepmom's birthday also mm. um lovely woman and she goes look my god didn't judge and neither am I and she embraced me with open arms and they're a wonderful family um they're very country very Christian in their own way but my dad you know like they're just great people and so once again I had to come out again I'm like there done that (laughs) exactly I'm like okay now I have to tell them once again that not only am I a psychic medium but I'm also a pagan witch okay so (laughs) double doozy so my dad you know they're wonderful people but they understand and, and so to get back to it is that I would constantly see this woman when I was younger like around my late teens and and I was like who is this and here my grandmother um Actually, when I saw a picture of her, it was her. Oh, oh wow. wow. And I was like, you have to be kidding me. And so it was, she would always come to me when I was younger. And I'd come to find out that my stepmom did tell the boys about me uh, when they were teenagers, that uh, the possibility that you might have a sister, things like that. Uh-huh. And um, so it was, you know, a whole crazy thing. But yes, my, so after my, and she was also a singer and she was also a Taurus. <laughs> Interesting. So, yeah. And 
Um, cool. We did have a couple more questions ahead, that I kind of want to get through because we'd have we have a lot of people in our chat here that are. Thank yeah. you guys for watching. Act, yeah, well, thank you. This has been a great uh, show so far, yeah, I, and yeah, we appreciate really appreciate you taking the time. No, around. this is great. Um, we have another question here. Someone says, it, um, "Well, it kind of fits into what we wanted to ask at the end anyway." So, uh, what's what's you know the best and the worst part about being a medium? And the uh, question from the listener was: uh, Is uh, does it ever feel like a burden to have yes. these abilities? Yeah, yeah, it does. I'm not gonna like said, you know, some readers they like go they like like oh everything's so fucking sunshine rainbows. No, it's not. Like mm-hmm. I said, I have. Um, I can get extremely depressed at times. I can get very drained. Um, I've had to learn how to. I do have some health issues, um, and. You know, so for me, it has physically and energetically affected me. And like my husband always knows, like when I kind of like lose my shit, I'm just kind of like, I got to back away a little bit. And I've always honest with my clients about that. Like, um, please don't take it personal. I just, you know, I can't like, I try to stay at a certain number per week of readings. Does it always work out that way? No. Sometimes I overschedule because I can't read everybody. Right. Okay. And I don't want, want people to have to wait weeks and weeks and weeks to get a reading, but I can only do so much. Right. And, you know, some of them get kind of bent out of shape and they just don't get it. And I'm like, I'm not just throwing cards down, guys. Like, yeah. I'm like, right. you know, there's a lot that goes into it. I'm allowing this energy to come into me. I'm allowing myself to be this source of flow and this as this open conduit. So it's very physically taxing and I'll get like bad migraines sometimes and sick to my stomach. So like I said, it's not all happy. Like do, am I blessed and grateful for my abilities? Absolutely. I used to resent my abilities when I was a teenager because um I was friends with all different types of people but I was but I was also not. Like it was very lonely mm-hmm. because most of the people I knew like were from more of the spiritual world in a different way. And my mom backed away from it. My mom um, had a very scary situation occur in the witchcraft world. And she backed away and she went, so she became like more like a Christo witch Mm -hmm. um, and went back into more of the Catholic faith. And then I had something tragically happen to me um, multiple times and through the church also. Mm. And um, so I was, I identified at a very young age as a, as a Wiccan or a pagan, then it was more Wicca. And Which is the spiritual aspect. Yes, of it's more the religious. Wicca aspect. is a religious yeah, aspect yeah. of like actually connecting with uh, the believing the Wiccan in read. Yes, whether it be a, a divine entity or the we duality. share the same Sabbaths in a sense and so forth. Right. But the paganism is more of a practice of itself. Yes. Wicca is a religion. Yes, mm-hmm. so I'm not a religious person, but I am definitely a spiritual person. Um, I am a ceremonialist. I am an occultist. Like I said, so I don't like labels, but I, you know. I, but you can cast that's, a triangle. That's bitch. right. I can. <laughs> that's right. So I don't but, like labels either. So I do the same thing as you. Just whatever works. Works. Well, it's kind of yeah. stupid. I'm like, I'm a metaphysical elemental pagan witch. Okay, yeah. that's kind of just stupid. Well, to people that don't know, it's just like, what the fuck is wrong exactly, with this person? Ex- exactly. Yeah. But I'm used to that. Like you know. So, so what's uh, what's the best part about being a medium? Healing and helping people. That's um, okay. sorry. Yeah. Sorry, getting emotional. No, that's good. I love what I do, and I'm grateful to be able to do what I do. But um, to see somebody who's going through so much trauma, sorry, somebody who goes through so much trauma saying to me, thank you for being able to share that message with me. Thank you. Um, that's the biggest reward because it can be an, um, an unthankful job sometimes <laughs> where people treat you very odd and they treat you very weird. Like It's great that it's become more mainstream because I come from a time – where you had to be in the closet, like you could not, like, yeah. like 
you would think coming from Philly that it'd be, no, no, Philly is very closed minded. It's very kind of a very Catholic town in a lot of times, you know? Oh God, yeah. Yeah, Catholic and Jewish. (laughs) And um, so it was hard being the odd girl out and not really having close friends. Like my best friend has been my best friend since I was 16. Oh wow. And um, you know, so like I was always sticking up for like the underdogs and I was a very, um, I was a very aggressive teenage girl. Like I was very tomboyish. I boxed for three and a half years. What? Uh, yeah, cool. I was That's a fighter. Cool. I played I played JV football. I played soccer for seven and a half years. Softball. Did not know that about yeah, you, Miss Rain. I did. Like I said, I um I sang for the mayor of Philadelphia at the at that time, Wilson Good. Like I was in um, music. So like I said, I dif- different factors. I was I lived with my grandfather. You took a girl from literally inner Philly. Like I grew up in one of the worst neighborhoods in Philly when I was younger. And um, it's still one of the worst neighborhoods in Philly, if not the worst. It's not improved. (laughs) Yes. Kensington, baby. Bad neighborhood. Kensington and Port Richmond. Look it up. (laughs) And it's called the Heroin Hub for a reason. It's a messed up place. And I was took to the farther northeast part of Philadelphia, which was fancy smancy and this and that. And, you know, I got teased and mocked and you're white trash and you're this, you know. So Mm -hmm. I went through all of that. And like I said, everything that I've been through, the abuse, the trauma, I was homeless at one point when I was younger. Um, I was in foster care at one point when I was younger. So like I said, a lot of abandonment in that sense. And I had to work through that because, you know, it's that's that cycle. And people think, you know, when you're a psychic medium, like we're all different. Like we all have different backgrounds, you know, but you'll hear a lot of people with strong sensitivities having a very tumultuous childhood or some abuse. Ain't that the truth? Mm-hmm. You know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Patty's connected to you, right? Don't worry, we've had we've had you? him on the show before. Is, Pat, yeah. Patty's connected to you? Yeah, what's up with Patty? Okay. I just heard Patty. That's yeah, okay, so. Interesting. Interesting. I, I, I keep You're talking about name. Philadelphia and bring up Patty. Okay, so I keep hearing <laughs> the name Patty, so. Um, before we go, sure. I was just curious, um, did was there anything coming through for anybody that maybe could be listening by chance uh, that could I might throw something okay, out there. Okay, so, um, you know, just to finish off. So my greatest gift is that I'm able to help people heal through trauma, and I'm grateful for that, that I'm able to assist people who might be going through illnesses. You know, people ask about that all the time. I do what is also called medical intuitive. I will scan somebody. I'll send something, and I'll say, look, you need to, you know, go to the doctor, get checked out, legal stuff. You need to go talk to your lawyer, this and that. So, um, because I'm not a therapist. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a psychologist. You know, some people try to cross that line. I'm like, no, that's not my job. I'm, I'm just solely here to help you with this process. Um, so my yes, my gratitude. You know, my the gift is a gift for me too. That I, part of me heals every time I assist somebody else too. So yes, it is my job, okay. But I don't like that term. It's my calling. It's mm-hmm. my path. You know. So you know, I will like who knows like you know. And I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm not trying to. But I do go above and beyond for my clients. Yeah. Like my clients are extremely important to me. And I also am friends with more than a few of them. Um, the down part of it is I've been ostracized many times in my life because of it. I've lost a lot of friendships because of it. Um, I've made bad choices, even though I am a psychic medium. I've, I see that light in somebody sometimes and I zone in and I'm like, but that's who they are, you know? So um, there is something coming through about... I. I keep wanting to talk about my brother, 
um, Gary. So I am being drawn to somebody in the room who might have a connection with the name Gary and, um, or sounds like Gary. There's definitely someone with a G name. And I keep being told it's somebody who either had like, um, like a bicycle accident or a motorcycle accident. So that Does comes, anybody in the chat room have any it's connection either a G to Gary? Name, a Gary, because I'm seeing my brother Gary, but that would also mean that somebody who might have an issue with kidneys, and because my brother Gary has issues with his kidneys and is on dialysis. Mm. Um, but I'm being shown a connection with a motorcycle accident, um, very very strongly. Um, her people are just like. Like well, all. if they're there, let's. What what are what are they trying? Well, to... this the the lady is like I said. I don't know what the connection with the neon lights are, but they keep showing me neon lights. So it might be the cafe connection. Um, I literally keep seeing the word neon, and 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 I'm I'm seeing neon. And was your grandfather significantly older than your grandmother? I. I was in Kentucky, was... so probably. Uh, <laughs> I think he was like seven years or so older than. Okay, her. so a few years. Yeah. Um, this woman definitely has a connection with with a bank situation. Oh, for sure. Um, she doesn't feel like she's been gone that long. She hasn't. Um, just a couple years. She's telling me to let you know that her chest is okay and she can breathe again. Oh yeah. Okay. She so had d- lung cancer. Lung cancer. Okay, so my mom passed from lung cancer also. Um, so. That's usually a sign of it, but she's saying that she can breathe again. She wants to let your mom know it's okay. She made the right decision. She did not want to be put on any equipment. Um, so I don't know if she was having oxygen or she had to be on oxygen for a while. Was um, mom there with her when she transitioned? I think so. Uh, one of the biggest problems mom had. She was there a lot. She was there a lot. Okay. Is that at one point she was having so many complications with the cancer she had to be um, Was she in brought hospice. here? Here? I just hear what she brought here. Did she get to come here? I, I don't know. No, to the house here? Yeah. No, 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 no. No, to Florida. She's the, saying to Florida. That's yeah, they brought her from Kentucky yeah. to Florida. Yeah. yeah. She okay. So she, my mom for a while. All right. Then, so she was because she's showing me. Yeah. She's telling me to thank your mom okay. for taking care of her. Oh yeah, she did. Okay. So. Oh yeah, they bought a brand new house to move her. All in right. And so, yeah. whatever occurred with. Just say it, girl. Say it. Whatever occurred with your uncle. She wants your mom to let that go. Okay. Yeah. Does that resonate with you? Was, oh yeah. He was completely distant the whole time. So. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Intent, your that's mom help was Nancy. Okay. Yeah. Your mom was meant to be that person in that role, regardless of the age, regardless of that was supposed to be her role because she's thanking her. She transitioned in peace because of that situation. Okay. Just to let you know, she is with your grandfather figure. He's kooky. He's <laughs> definitely quirky. Yeah. Um, because he's just kind of like. What the hell is going? Like he's just kind of like, <laughs> what's uh, a podcast? Yeah, uh, you know, he's you just kind woke of me up at ten o'clock. But at night. you know what? This guy's kind of interesting to me. Like I feel like he was the way he comes in. Is his name Jimmy? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, wow. I keep seeing it, and he's just like, um, what? It, he's just like. <laughs> He likes people in a sense. Like, I feel like he, you know, could be put in any situation. I feel like this is a person, it, he would give the shirt off his back if he actually, if, if, but if he didn't like you, he wasn't talking to you. Uh, like, sounds like a typical just, fucking Jimmy to yeah, me. okay. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I keep wanting to talk about my brother, David. Is there a connection with the name? Uh, my dad's name is David, John David. Oh, okay. Goes by Dave. Okay. That's my brother. Yeah. Okay. Um. 
So there's another energy that keeps coming in, mm-hmm. okay? And that's the connection with California. So I don't know what California connection is. I used to, we lived there for a long time when I grew was up. Was it moved, where you moved around? Oh, yeah. Okay. Was it military-wise? Uh, or just life No, my dad was in the Marines, Marines. but it was because okay. he was a traveling nurse. Gotcha. Okay, so he was a healer. So that makes sense to me. Makes sense why were certain energies were. Were you seeing healing were, yeah. when that came up? Yeah. Okay, I was just curious. No, I saw the symbol for healer. Okay. So that makes complete sense to me. Um, but I saw a brief connection with military also. Mm. Yeah. So it, it's just, like I said, once again, the symbolism. I think I know your brother. Um, Probably. Unfortunately, a lot of people do. <laughs> Is there two of them? Nope, just one. Okay. Is it J also? Yep. Okay. I'm seeing the letter J. So it makes sense because I'm being told to talk about the letter J. So <laughs> I think I might have crossed paths with them. I usually don't forget somebody that like I've at least crossed paths with. The thing with the lady who's coming through, she's very... <sighs> she's saying, she's letting you know like she's like... I can walk again. She's talking about her balance and her equilibrium. I feel like your grandmother was too young. Um, was she older when she passed? Though? She was older when but she her, passed, but, but her she soul was, feels young. She was sick for a very like a long, long time, time. So, so that's what stopped her from being that way. She missed out on a lot after retiring. Gotcha. Um, well, I'm, so, I'm being told to talk about my dad, Larry. And there's a connection. I keep seeing this number around you, 413. 413, it's not ringing any bells, I don't think. 413, I keep seeing the numbers 413 around you. Is that April 13th? Yeah, it could be. April, oh, April 13th, yep. Um, That was the Easter that my platoon got ambushed. Okay, so that's the, oh, so you're the military connection, okay. I believe, that. yeah, because Easter could be on April 13th, right? I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm trying to make absolutely. sense of the number in my head. I would have that's to, so weird, though, because that's actually the day up. I was supposed to be born. But Somebody I didn't come just out said, the um, that's, that's the day crazy. Leah was born, actually. Oh, yeah. that's why. Oh. 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 It's your wife. That your wife's birthday. You should fucking no know No wonder that. it's fucking around you. 413. <laughs> but, uh, well, because she was saying the military thing. Right, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Sometimes the information can cross-reference, or so much will come through at once, and I don't try to mean to bounce around, but... I don't want to interrupt. I'm just saying my battery on my phone's at 6%, so the people that are in here chatting, I want to get to you, God, but at God. the same time, I, if my phone dies, I'm sorry. I don't mean to ignore you. Well, um, uh, I, how long have we been going? I know this yeah, is this been, has been a great this has been a great episode. Um, well, yeah, nice. I, I think I think we're done with the uh, the chat questions. Thanks for all of the questions, guys. But we're sorry, definitely not guys, be able to get to all of them. Um, I yeah. do appreciate it, but like I said, it's we'll have know. to have Rain back on for more <laughs> yeah, of like an uh, in-depth thing with the people in the chat because my chat's been delayed since I've started, so oh, okay. I do apologize. But we, if you want to continue with what you were saying, then we can kind of finish up from yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. The main, like I said, saying, it's yeah. I'm pulling energy from here. I'm definitely being told to talk about somebody else, but the name Michael. I'm <gasps> actually yeah. So the name Michael keeps coming up very strongly. Um, I'm definitely being drawn to another person with the name David, not just connected to her. Um, and I keep being okay, told... What's, I'm, okay, who's Michael? My, tell I... me about Michael. Okay, so... Um, I mean, I, this person... Just, the, yeah. the energy I'm getting from this person, Michael, was it's not what people thought is what I keep being shown. So uh, there's definitely a suicidal energy, too. Um and then I'm being drawn to somebody else who had an overdose. So, yeah. Mm. Like, really strong. Really? So, yeah. Okay. That makes, Is yeah. that you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. My, well, oh, my, yeah. <laughs> um, my ex 
his name was Michael and okay. he passed away and I don't I never found out why. Okay. But I had my He was my suicidal. Of, but he didn't commit suicide. It was a, so. It was an accidental. Thing? I'm being shown accidental. So okay. that's the whole thing. You know, I, this is the whole thing. Sometimes somebody can be suicidal, right? But they're not. But it didn't necessarily commit suicide. Um, and people go, "Well, what do you mean?" Okay, if they left a note and stuff like that, that's one thing. But a lot of times they are addicts, or but I'm being right. shown took something and affected the system, shut the heart down, stopped breathing. So did this person? But did this person actually shoot themselves? I don't. I have no idea. All I know is that he passed away, and I did because we were no longer really speaking. I okay. found out that yeah, he died. A lot of times, this like, person's connected to the you. Families like hide this it. This person's say, connected to you. Oh yeah, I'm telling you that right Absolutely. now. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the reason being is because probably the way it ended, this person probably it, the spirit is probably remorseful of what occurred when how it went down. Okay. Um, how was, was this person an addictive personality? This person was an addict. Yeah, it makes sense. I'm telling you, I feel like this from what he's showing me. I'm being drawn more to like an overdose. Um, or what do you, but why? What was making you think that he shot himself? I feel like this person probably attempted things in the past or had thought about things because he's showing me the imagery. He's showing me a noose. He's because showing I've me ha- a gun. He's showing me. Okay, drugs. the noose is that would make sense for somebody else. I'm being shown these symbols. And that's always for me when somebody, you know, suicide is a very difficult thing. And people, I've got ask, a trail of suicides. Well, life. you know, people ask me all the time about suicide, and I don't glorify suicide at all. But there, oh, are, I'm not either. But I'm there just are saying. some people who just feel like they can't be here. Okay, right. and people ask me all the time, are like, are they stuck? No, no, they're not fucking stuck. Some of them are. Not gonna say that, but some spirits that have died from natural causes are stuck. Right. Okay. But it's I just they decided this is sorry, it. Sorry. Sorry if I'm getting a little like I. That is the one thing that pisses me off the most is when people go, "Oh, if you do this, you're gonna that damnation, and you're gonna be stuck." No. Okay. Right. I don't agree with it. Okay. I don't. You know when you're. You know I'm not one of those readers that go when it's your time. It's your time now. Because there's accidental deaths that happen all the time, okay? There's situational deaths that happen all the time. You're not going to tell me that a fucking four-year-old kid should have died at four years old, right? you know, and it was their time. Sorry. Okay, so some people go, oh, no, that's to me. There's always an accidental situation. And for me, the universe or energetic spirit makes mistakes. Okay, right. like I said, we are perfectly flawed. We are perfectly imperfect. You know, we live in an energetic world. Like I said, nothing is, you know, everything is upside down sometimes. There's no such thing as perfection. There's no such thing as, you know, this time, this thing, you know. So it depends on each person's, like I said, once again, their perception right. of the situation, their connection to it. But, I mean, you're not going to tell me that God or whoever else is going to make sure you know that gonna give you know like myself you're gonna give me cancer at 14 years old okay and then again at 28 years old. yeah that's the plan well that's a crappy plan well that's my point like i said it's like i said it happened it it, it helped me grow stronger but you're not gonna tell me that like you know so that's the whole thing is i've seen all different types of death i've seen all different types of spirit comes in you know that'll come into a reading um you know, it could be somebody you went to school with. It can be like, it's not always a relative. And people right. go, why don't older spirits come in? Like, I said, no, I've had some ancient ass spirits come in to read it. I'm like, so yeah. it, it just depends. But like I said, you know, with the suicide, there's some people, especially with what we're going through, guys, trust me, above ground is better than below it. 
and people go, how can you say that? Because I'm not one of those readers that go, oh, everything's so great on the other side. They utilize us because they miss their loved ones. Mm. They want to talk and connect to their loved ones. They want to be absolved of the things they did when they were physically here. Right. Okay. So I, you know, like I said, I understand, you know, the energy and the suicidal mind. It's a very heavier energy. But I always explain, everyone has a purpose. And people are like, I don't know what my purpose is. Living is your purpose. Right. Okay. Fundamentally, Finding, absolutely. That's, life that's the is whole the thing. purpose. Yeah. That's right. Life and, to, and cliche to, to love. Yes, yeah. I agree. That's it. Yep. All right, well, um, so, uh, we're going to have to get out of here. Did you have one more question? No, I was going to yeah. say, did you want to um, let people know how to get in touch with oh, you if they yeah. would like to, to have a reading? Or, we're on the same page. Yeah. Uh, great. Um, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take over. <laughs> okay. So the easiest way would actually be on my Facebook page on Celestial Rain Spiritual Advisor. And that's Rain with an E at the end. And we uh, can put a link on that'd be the Mysteriousnesses page yep, or on our Facebook. Definitely um, sending me a notes. message that way. Um, I usually am pretty quick to getting back to people. Um, the other way is my is my direct phone number. Text is the easiest way for me. I'm not very good at answering calls back. <laughs> um, I just, you know, I'm between my work. I also am a fur mom and a full-time wife. So, and, right. and you know, so um, 727-485-6451 is my number to schedule an appointment. Um, I've I, actually referred a lot of people to Rain, and I've never. And like I don't I said, really advertise, you know. I I'm just, just saying. I've, like. I refer. <laughs> I've referred a lot of friends to you, and I've never heard anybody say that they, you know, that they've always had a a, a good experience working. Well, I've with had you. clients like that I couldn't read for, and like refer other people because. I was honest with them and say, look, I can't read for you. And, you know, like I said, it's just, you know, it's about your professionalism. It's about being honest. And and like I said, you can do card readings and, and you know, whatever form of divination, you know, anytime. Like that, if that's your forte, then that's great. But mm-hmm. if you claim you can read everybody, then you're full of shit. Like, I'm sorry. You it, just but can't. at least you're being honest. Yeah. I, it's my ethics. It's my morals. Like, I can't do now because I've gone there. Like, I've gone out with friends and they're like, get a reading. <laughs> I was over at Casadega and I was like, okay. And I didn't like, I was like, I wasn't trying to trick anybody. I was just going in there, didn't say anything about myself. And dude was like, fucking completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh God. So, well, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I want to thank you so much thank for coming. You. Yes, thank it. you so much. You're so welcome. And, everything. and can I get your phone number one more time? I'll put it sure. into the chat so that it's people have 727 485 Six four five one. Please do not send me anything weird or creepy or. <laughs> yeah, don't be an asshole. Send yeah, all your dick pics to us. Na- yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, Hugh can take I will straight care. up embarrass you. I don't care. I will embarrass Rain's you. Like, your ancestors are telling me that your dick's already small. small. I don't exactly. need. I don't need the picture to match it. Yeah, no, exactly. So I. You but know, we really do appreciate you coming you. on and just sharing you your story me. and For just sure. it was you know it was, it was just great. It was well, great. We'll have to have you back. Yeah, we're gonna have to have you back. On. Absolutely. All right, guys, that's the episode. Um, I think that went really well. Thanks for all the people that were in the chat the yes, entire time. Yes, absolutely. Um, if you didn't catch the whole episode, it'll be up on YouTube uh, at uh, youtube.com uh, slash something planet within the next few days. And uh, yeah, make and sure streaming you- on podcast, right? Yeah, it's streaming on any podcast app. So if you like audio podcasts like me, uh, Apple, Spotify, yeah, all of those things, uh, just uh, search for Mysteriousnesses or Something Planet because it's going to be in that feed too. Uh, right. Once again, Rain, thank you so much. Thanks, guys. So much. Thank you, back. Rain. Thank you.
Production high five. Then let's produce